With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is Queen Tree, and I'm shouting out the hair radio show with Terry Crystal Jones Vaughn of the Sway's Hair and Body, and I love the hair radio show. Hello, everybody. I'm Valerie from Validate Your Beauty. I am giving a shout out to the hair radio morning show, Terry Hines. Time to rise and shine with the Hair Radio Morning Show with Carrie Hines. Welcome to the Hair Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. He's the host with the most. Mr. Carrie Hines. Good morning, and welcome to an all-new live edition of the Hair Radio Morning Show. We're the longest-running daily live broadcast on hair in the world, 25 years and counting. Now, on today's broadcast, we've got the latest in hair and beauty talk, great music, and much, much more. I must thank our Carapy Hair Products, Hair Nation Expo Events, Salon TV Network, and all of our amazing advertisers who are responsible for getting this episode on the air. Now, if today is your first time tuning in, thank you. And remember to press 1 to make a live comment or shout-out during the show. We're here each weekday from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 5 to 8 Central. Now grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's show. Let me talk to him. I guess you know you made it when they start talking about you, right? <laughs> Welcome to fame. Yeah. Y'all don't pay me no mind. Gotta get some stuff off my chest. Thinking that sex runs my life But that just ain't it 
Let me clear it up for those who have obviously misread the code. Listen to me now. Now, now. sexy beard? Men, do you suffer from patchiness or irritation and want a fuller beard? Well, let me introduce you to the hottest beard care products on the market. Rugged Evolution features 16 amazing balms, oils, shampoos, and accessories. Our products are sure to meet the demands of all your beard care needs. For more information, go to RuggedEvo.com. That's RuggedEvo.com. And remember, Rugged is... Hi, I'm Carrie Hines, and I've been in the hair and beauty industry for 25 years. It's my pleasure and honor to introduce you to Kerapy Shampoo and Kerapy Conditioner, two unique all-natural hair products from Carrie Hines Hair Care, especially formulated to remedy any type of hair issue. And the biggest benefit of all is that Kerapy Shampoo and Kerapy Conditioner grows hair. 
Theria Eyes Hair Care is the very first African-American-based company to infuse hair care products with caffeine. Why caffeine? Well, many of you are aware that stimulating the scalp is truly what causes the hair follicles to awaken. We were most interested in developing a proprietary formula that works on all hair types, whether you have a relaxer or are a naturalista, and not wash away or strip the hair following a color treatment. We're thrilled at the amazing following of Kerapy, and we thank you. Please register at Kerapy.com and join our Kerapy community at HairRadio.com. Again, I'm Carrie Hines. Thank you. What is success? I'm Carrie Hines. And to me, what success is, is relative. So, whatever you think is success is success. That's what it means. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that uh, success is not really some kind of a far-off destination. And uh, you really shouldn't look at it that way. I said something a while back, pretty much when I was uh, writing out a get rich in the hair business, many, uh, several years back, I'll say. Um, I remember... I remember very well thinking about uh, success and what that meant. And I coined a phrase, I really did, I coined a phrase that I still live by. And it says something like, I live in success. And I really mean that. uh, And as I said, even to this day, it's a phrase that I often tell folks because um, I believe that success is today. And if you are working at your craft, if you are pursuing or following your passion, if you have the basic necessities that might prevent others from being able to do the same, then you, my friend, you are living in success. You'll find out a whole lot more about that in my book, How to Get Rich in the Hair Business. It's on Amazon. Again, I'm Carrie Hines. Up next is our daily running of uh, Miss Maggie Anderson's piece on supporting black businesses. Stay tuned. I'm Maggie Anderson. I am the creator of The Empowerment Experiment and the author of Our Black Year, my family's year-long stand, completely living off of black-owned businesses. When we decided to take on this public pledge, we had no idea how hard it would be. There was only one black-owned grocery store in all of Illinois. And that grocery store closed five months before we finished our year. Um, And I have two little girls. There means no fresh milk, no fresh meats, no fresh produce. Um, But I put them through that because we took the stand and we wanted really to do something extreme out of love for our community to expose how few black businesses there still are, to refute uh, negative stereotypes about 
Black-owned businesses, and to expose economic injustice that still persists in America. After the year, I decided that I could not go back to corporate. I could not go back to law. I've made this issue of, of economic racism and really trying to create economic empowerment in our black community, my life. The black hair care firms, they uh, sustained the civil rights movement. Black women created these companies, huge, thriving companies, and we needed that. We talk about Black Wall Street now because we shine a light on what happened in Tulsa. Most black neighborhoods were anchored by these black Wall Streets. And if we could bring that back, America would be better. I'm not saying bring all of it back, that would probably be impossible, but we can bring black hair care back. There are great black hair care companies that exist, black owned hair care companies that exist right now. And it would be wonderful for in America, just like other groups own their culturally relevant products and industries, that the black community can own the biggest black hair care brands, that the black community can own uh, black beauty supply stores. 3% of the beauty supply stores in black neighborhoods, and people know, people, black people know what I'm talking about. If you go into a black neighborhood, you're going to see a beauty supply store, and they're going to sell all the black hair care products that only black people use, and they are not owned by black people. So I've issued the Black-Owned Hair Care Challenge. Just asking everyday folks to say, hi, my name is Maggie Anderson, and I accept the Black-Owned Hair Care Challenge. And tell the world that from now on, if I'm going to buy black hair care products, I'm going to make sure it's from a black-owned company. Did you know that the Hair Radio Show with Carrie Hines is the longest-running radio broadcast on hair and beauty talk in the world? It's a broadcasting hair industry institution. Be a live guest on air and join our long list of amazing celebrities and hair and beauty industry luminaries who've all been on our show. Give our office team a call at 833-402-8882. Again, that's 833-402-8882. Or visit us online at hairradio.com because you haven't made it until you've made it to Hair Radio. Okay. So, again, I hope everybody is doing well, and I am excited this morning, uh, getting ready to go on a a pretty nice hiking trip. So, uh, but I wanted to make sure that this was covered first. A lot of times when we think about bullying, we think about the uh, kid on the schoolyard, on the playground, beating up uh, uh, another kid or something like that. But what I want to do this morning is just kind of open this up. Uh, I think everybody on this call at some level have experienced uh, being bullied. So I just kind of want to open discussion about this. It's not, you know, uh, usually the community at large think about kids or, or, or youth bullying, but, you know, as adults, we experience, experience it as well. So what I want to do is just kind of talk about uh, some of our experiences, as well as what is our responsibility as part of the community to 
to do our part in stopping the bullying when we see it uh, and go even as martial artists and martial art constructors, what is our responsibility there as well? Uh, uh, I had an experience <clears throat> this past week where a young lady brought her son to my class and wanted him to learn how to fight because he was being bullied in class. Uh, what? How do we address that as instructors? We don't advocate fighting, but we... Uh, try to make sure that the students understand that that's the last resort if it come down to it. So what measures do we take before we uh, get to that point of the physical contact? So I just kind of want to open it up. I myself, uh, it may be hard to believe right now as an adult, but yes, when I was a kid, I was bullied really, really bad. Uh, so I understand it as a youth and uh, as I grew up, and to an adult, I understood, you know, I, I dealt with bullying mainly in the workplace. So, you know, what methods do we take in order to curb that and what is our responsibility? So I just kind of want to open it up and see what everybody, uh, see what everybody's opinion is about it. You know, I, I, think, I think everyone has some good, valuable information that we can share and hopefully uh, we all have some takeaway from it today. So it's open. Who, who, who have anything to start with? Right, well, I'll take the first anchor. You know, when the, when the lady brought the child to you and discussed about bullying, and so, so many people, and, and I know a lot of times it's out of the frustration of a parent that the child just keep getting picked on and stuff like that, but Usually, those are the opportunities for us as martial arts instructors to inform the the adult or the parent that yes, it is martial arts is good. It, it you know, but it's that whole development of self confidence, self assurance, self awareness. These are the kind of things. These are the building blocks that basically empower a child to make a child feel more comfortable about with the, with being in their skin and being comfortable. A lot of times of who you are in your skin normally limits as far as who's picking on you. Because most people, the folks who usually bully people see something in an individual. And most of the time they see the lack of confidence. If, if a bully comes up to somebody and they, like a child, and I'm going back to the days when I was in school, I had glasses and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. people used to call me four eyes and, that, that's only the nice thing they used to call me. But but what it is is that um, they didn't go that far. They didn't go further because they knew that I, they know I had ability to attack them, and I would fight back. And But I've seen other people that were not as fortunate. And the reason why is because they did not have that self-sureness, self-confidence, self-awareness. And I think so a lot of these things we addressed when we did that leadership class, that class on leadership in which we mm -hmm. talked about what are the real important benefits of actually like um, leadership? But these are the same things that are bent, that are just regular every day or things in which we want our child or our children to have. We want our children to be um, have be self-assured, have self-confidence, be and be able to just get out and express themselves without any hindrance at all. But it's really difficult, you know, especially whenever you your core or the child's core is not all that strong because like what it is is that 
whatever it is that other folks think is cool, the children think it's, they think it's cool too. And to be any different could cause you to be being picked on. And, and like, like, so from an instructor standpoint, when we're actually teaching this martial arts, we're trying to strengthen that core. And that's a whole different class on how to go about doing it. But definitely that, that is the thing that has to be done. You strengthen that core, you, make, you, give, you give a child that kind of confidence, the ability to at least to feel that this is something that they could do, that they could be in charge. They could basically, they could basically operate up under their own energies and they don't need the peer pressure to be able to think that they need to, uh, um, to think that they cannot go day to day um, in school without actually being themselves. Because mostly everybody is trying to be like, you know, they don't want to deviate too far from what they think is accepted by their peers. And I know for myself, it's a struggle because I, I did it. I walked the lonely road, but that's just how I did things. I'm sure that there's other folks on this call that, that know what I'm talking about. I know Greg, you and I, we, we have talked about stuff like that. And I know Greg is one of those guys that I think everybody knows Greg walks a different beat. And, um, it, didn't, <laughs> it didn't just start as a, as a kid. <laughs> So, 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 like you know, so I'll, I'll end it there. Anybody want to follow up on that? Well, I'll follow up on that. Um, I've been privy to uh, being bullied um, once before in my lifetime, um, but at the same time, um, that all the bullying started when I decided to stand up for myself. Once I started, stood up for myself, everyone, you know, looked around like, oh, that's one person you can't mess with because he's going to fight back instead of being uh, instead of um, being the the adversary of everyone jokes or anything like that. I got to the point to where I get got tired of it and started standing up for myself. That's how I that's how I got over my bullying. But everybody's gonna go through it, and, and all depends on the individual themselves if they're gonna continue to deal with it or find a way to um, to alleviate it. That's how I see it. Yeah, and 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 you know, like um, again, um, I mean, like like. Once what what happened to Greg is kind of like what happened to a lot of people. It happened to me too. I still remember in the sixth grade being in a situation like that, where about I stood up to some people, and then life changed for me. All of a sudden, I was kind of like almost like a superstar after that. But but then there's those kids that don't have that, and a lot of times the only way they don't have any avenues to cope with this right here. They they don't want to go to their parents because they feel that the parents don't totally know and don't know what's, the, what's going on and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes these parents, these kids do things to themselves. You know, sometimes they join, um, they start having dark thoughts. They get, you know, they get these dark thoughts. Sometimes they even take their own lives and stuff like that. Exactly. And, and, yes, I was just going to say, you know, you guys also have to consider what's happening today. It's very different than when we were much younger in school. Most of us did not have to deal. There was no Internet. Mm-hmm. So bullying was a whole different thing then compared to now. Uh, folks don't have to taunt you, you know, face-to-face at all. Bullying can be something that's totally, you know, online. And there are so many other different faces, you know, uh, you know, components to it these days. Um, but I love the discussion. I think it's, you know, I'm sitting here and 
And and to be quite frank, I had I thought I sealed off all those bullying things that happened, you know, when I was a kid. Uh, I had, uh, you know, this is forcing me to look at it. I remember two bullies. Uh, to me, you never forget their names. You never forget these folks who bullied you. And exactly. so um, uh, I have to tell you, I'd love to run across them these days. <laughs> Boy, I'd love to run across them. Okay? So uh, I appreciate this discussion today. I cannot wait to get back and share it with my followers and fans on my broadcast. And so uh, thank you for this. This is going to, you know, it's going to do some good. It's just the beginning, I know, but uh, I'm happy that you're having me. Yeah. And, and, and you know, um, all of these things that we're talking about, um, they're great and they're germane pretty much to reality of the day. But also, but we're basically uh, have been talking about kids more so. What right. about grownups? Right, right. Yeah, and I, I know yeah. Shannon Ken talked, oh, Grandmaster Chicken talked about that earlier. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the thing is, is that, I mean, as a grown-up, I mean, I've been bullied before. I remember clearly, like, um, my first professional job, people was treating me like Palooka. And one day, right. one day, I snapped. I snapped at work. And then when I snapped, things changed. Yes. I think they realized that they may have gone too far. But 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 my snapping is not the same as somebody who may be working at the post office snapping or something like that and mm-hmm. who who have put up with so much of it. I mean, it may be to the point that I may want to do something to somebody. And and mm-hmm. these these are the kind of things right here that that when we talk about bullying and grown ups, it can it can become a very, very lethal, deadly situation. Hmm. Well, it's possible to identify bullying specifically because, you know, there are folks who, you know, are in the workplace. You're just maybe, you know, there are other, you know, definitions or meanings or whatever, because it could be other behaviors or whatever that's driving that as opposed to necessarily bullying. Uh, You can have workers uh, who may not understand what they're, you know, it could be a myriad of things. But, uh, you know, so I don't know, should we lump everything under bullying if they're not happy at work type idea? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, you, it could. I, I agree with you. You know, it's not symmetric. If anything, if, any, if anything, it's asymmetrical, you know, because it could be anything. It could be a hybrid of things. You know, exactly. um, most of the time in, 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 in a work situation, People basically are making fun of people. They find, you know, for for whatever reason, it may it may be a situation where somebody doesn't, somebody is different, and they may just exclude that individual. I mean, there's been situations with me in which I've been excluded from things when I when I was younger and I first started, and I was looking around and I didn't know what was happening to me. Not until later on, but then as as I mentioned, um. The, the same guy who did that to me, I saw him 30 years later. Um, he had moved to Maryland, and he was working for, still working for the federal government, and we were almost sharing an office together. And, and like, he didn't remember. And, and, like, you know, I spoke to him. Actually, to be honest, I was really glad to see him. But then it's, it, it, I don't think he recognized or even realized what he did. 
And he probably did not really recognize or remember that I had snapped on him. And and my thoughts about that was that this guy probably have done that to so many people that it was nothing. It was not even a big deal. Normal behavior for him. Exactly. It was just normal behavior. And mm-hmm. and here it is, thirty years, almost thirty years later, because uh, I think it was around 2014, 15 when I saw him. Here it is, years later. I still got this thought. I'm still thinking about it, mm-hmm. and I still know his name. I don't. And there's a lot of folks back in that day. I don't even know their name, but I remember him because mm-hmm. of what he did. Now, what if I'm one of those individuals? And you've seen it. You've heard it. You hear it all the time. People snapping and people in the, in the workplace and they're taking, they're just going around shooting up everybody. And, you know, because they just feel that they just can't take no more. One of the things, one of the most fortunate things that helped me out is that um, when I was coming up and I was training, I was taught never to identify myself with my job. I don't care how good my job is. I don't care how exactly. good my lifestyle is. Do not get drunk on that and identify mm. and lose my sense of who I am, my exactly. sense of worth. Yeah. That's the key. And because if you do that, then you could become, you're out there and exactly. you don't have anything and you can be pushed to do exactly. certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing I, I, I want to touch on as well and listening to you guys is, and uh, Carrie, I think you touched on it early on about, you. <clears throat> excuse me, you remember the names other people who bullied you. I think uh, as a child, if we if we go through that level of bullying into our adulthood, uh, those are traumatic things that happens to us. We don't just forget about them. Uh, kind of a uh, what is it? PTSD, so to speak. Right. It, it, it pops right. up. Right. It pops up every once in a while, depending on what's going on around you, you it, it brings, you remember uh, a similar situation that took place when you was earlier. So that's going to probably help uh, dictate how you deal with a situation today based off of what happened. So I think if we have been bullied or anything traumatic happened to us, then if we recognize it, I think we should we should do something about it. Uh, once we identify it, there, there are certain things that we need to do to make sure that we're healthy in that situation, or it can take us down a, a real dark path based off of, based off of you know, the, the past bullying. And I think uh, when we start looking at the track record of a lot of these guys that go into the workplace, uh, being, really oh, yeah. hostile, being really hostile or uh, even some of the young people that that go into the school and cause great disturbances, or even uh, the the uh, people that you know went into the school and did the shooting. There's probably, and, and I'm reaching here, but I, I would reach out to 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 say that there's probably something traumatic happened to them that initially triggered that, and it and it never been identified, it never been taken care of. Therefore, it, it went into a certain level of darkness to where, you know, they, they snapped. But yeah. they, they did some things that, that was out of the ordinary, so to speak, because they wasn't healthy mentally. And <clears throat> me, myself, and, and I say that because, you know, on a personal level, 
as I was growing up, being bullied in my neighborhood as a kid, and I, 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 I'll say this, once I learned, really learned how to fight, uh, and I would, when I did get into a situation where somebody was bullying, bullying me, I got extremely angry, and my anger uh, took over. Rather than me dealing with that situation re- reasonably, it was more anger. And it wasn't because of that particular situation. It was because of a, a situation that, that happened from the past all the way up to that point. So I, I think self-care is, is one of the most important things. And we can't really uh, help anyone else that's being bullied, even as adults or as martial arts instructors, if there is something within us that we haven't uh, – really dealt with yet exactly. so that that's kind of where i am with that and we do remember those situations but do we have to let them hinder us absolutely not we have to but we we still have to deal with them right you know um and, Can I say something? oh go ahead terry oh no that wasn't right. me. Excuse me so i was going to say that you know i agree with you uh grandmaster that that it is it's really comes down to mental health um and i think it starts there in in youth and trying to practice conflict resolution mm-hmm. and so uh-huh. in doing so because i think i i personally i have not been bullied a whole lot surprisingly since i'm so small but i've not been bullied because i handled it very well i joke around about, about my height and so really nobody can joke about me because I already joke about myself. The most bullying I have as it, it was when I was an adult. And because I practiced conflict resolution in my youth, I was able to handle it as an adult. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, I, I think it's, it's different with boys and girls, females and males, as far as bullying as, in, as, a, as a youth. Um, I do see, you know, I see a lot of uh, boys will turn to fighting, whereas females, I'm seeing it with my daughter, it's more exclusion. Mm-hmm. More wow. Of talking about them, you, they're pretending they're be, being your friend, and all of a sudden you find out they're not your friend. They're talking about mm-hmm. your, you know, behind your back. And so that's, mm-hmm. that's, but it still, it all comes down, I think, to that mental health. How do you go forward with that? in a healthy way. And so we just, I just feel like we should practice that as youth and, and have, hopefully we can have positive adults um, and to, to teach them that, teach those skills. Um, you definitely, right. yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Raina. I was going to say that the social media aspect is definitely different mm-hmm. um, from when we were younger. And, and so that plays, I think that plays a big part. Yeah. yeah, and you definitely have to find that self-worth, uh, whether it be some form of sports or you find a mentor or, or someone that can encourage you. You can't do it all by yourself. That's, a, that's really important. But, you know, we can say that as adults, but how do we get that message out to you? How do we get that message to them to find self-worth when they have to go to school or, or – they're on the internet being bullied there, uh, and, and even 
at home sometimes, whether their parents realize it or not, but because of the way that they would call it discipline is borderline bullying, and that that uh, youth is in a position, how do they find that self-worth when they're getting it from all angles? How do, you, how do we get a, a message to them to say, look, you, you are worth something. You may be in a situation now, but you know, we, we, we have to figure out a way to, as, as, I mean, and, and I'm, I think I'm kind of talking from my perspective because I work with over 500 youth a, in a week. I'm in seven schools. I don't know. I, I, I deal with probably about 500 youth a week. So I, I see it all, and I know I can't identify every situation, but the ones that we do, and once you identify that, what what do we do in order that that child can grow up, find that self-worth, and, and be productive rather than to be that, that guy to, to go postal when he become an adult and go to his job and kill everybody based off of what they've dealt with uh, in, in elementary or middle school or even high school? You know, um, what I, I like to add to that, um, one, the point that you made about um, how do you disseminate, how do you take that information and bring it to a child or someone younger, that's a, that's a tough challenge. And it's a challenge on a number of different fronts. Number one is that a lot of times most grownups always are trying to come at the child in a grown-up manner, which which that's what we are. We are grown-ups, and that's and we speak on that level. Peer pressure is so tough; it is brutal. When you actually like, um, I, because I, I'm kind of dealing with something like that right this moment. There's a little kid. He's he's in he's in um, he's in Connecticut, and um, you know he's small for his age. He he he's smart. He's he's actually he's actually like in a two grades higher than what he should be. So socially, he's not totally developed uh, anyway up there where those other kids are. And the last time I talked to him, and I told him, I said, I told him, I said, like like who? Why are they bothering on you? He said, that's because I'm nothing. Uh, he said, I'm nothing. That's why. Mm. And I spent hours trying to convince this kid that you are something. Mm-hmm. You are you are this. And you are that. And you are and you're real smart and you're this right here. It was almost like he didn't want to hear anything about his abilities or, or his gift, as I should say, because he is a gifted child. But they he didn't want to hear he didn't want to hear anything about that. All he knows is the hatred by his uh, by his peers towards him. And 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 I and I was talking to his mother, talking to his dad, and I was trying to figure out what could we do. I I suggested to take him to a psychologist, because if I was there, if I was there all the time, I can work with him and help develop that self worth, you know. Because but but not being there all the time, this is a this is a real tough situation because mm-hmm. he's the ideal kid that's gonna that will wind up taking his life, mm-hmm. and he's only like right now this August he turned. Um, Nine years old. Wow. wow. Oh, oh my I think Lord. you met him before, kid. Wow. You, you met the kid before. And um, Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I did. Nico. I yeah. remember. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and, and it, it hurts. Your kid. So, 
yeah, it hurts me so much to see this right here because it's almost like I'm kind of like like in a situation where about I need to be there. When I'm there, he he feels good, and he's like he feels very good. He's always like like yeah. And I'm trying to teach him martial arts, but it's kind of hard to do that from a distance, you know, because he's way up north in, mm-hmm. in New England and Connecticut. But you know, but I talk with his dad quite quite often, and and I told him, and I'm always asking what did the counselor suggest and and things of that nature, making sure that. They are following that him and his mother, because it's really like like I I don't I see I'm, I see this right this is this is it at its worst for a nine year old to be thinking that way and not thinking that about anything other than the fact that he's disliked and mm-hmm. then now that that also being said when when you when you come if a kid like that do happen to become a grown up that kid is scarred. But from mm-hmm. from from all of that, gets out there in some type of social setting, and um, normally he's not going to be interactive with other people because he's already been destroyed a little bit coming from his youth. So, like you said, this is the ideal person who will be ready to do something or snap and really go dark, and and you know, so being able to transfer that information and uh, like say for an example, like I know that I've dealt with children before, like when I was teaching martial arts to kids. And I used to always work on that self-confidence, self-assuredness thing. I used to always like look at their math, look at their English. Then I would always ask them like, what's going on in school? And the parents would sometimes tell me that they may have had a fight or they may have this. Conflict re- resolution, as you mentioned, Raina, extremely important. It, it is really, really, really important. But one thing I've noticed that if we could get that confidence level up that self-assuredness that self-worth we can get that level up most of the time we're not even gonna have to deal with that with those mm-hmm. with anything on that level of, of in terms of self-defense but it's just so hard i was dedicated because my kids at the time was doing martial arts so i was ideally committed to really doing it but when you when when, when you when you see a child and that child maybe get some intermittent guidance from someone saying well, don't pay them any attention. That ain't enough. That ain't enough. Social media is brutal. I saw mm-hmm. it. I saw it for myself. I saw it because that kid showed me what people were saying about him online. So, wow. uh, so I said, well, why don't you block this right here? Why don't you why change your telephone number? Because he's nine years old and have a phone, and they were saying it. It's hard. It's very hard mm-hmm. to crack that egg to get that information in there especially when somebody has been beaten up a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, um, you made a really good point about mentorship. I was in a situation very, very similar to that kid from what it sounds like. I was super physically and emotionally abused. Um, and just that mentorship like that made a huge, huge difference to me getting my mm-hmm. self-esteem up. But it was really just repetition, always having that. But it's so hard because not every kid has that person and not every adult has that time to do that. And I feel like that's really like a huge rub. It's just trying to make sure everyone doesn't, you know, have that support. Right. Yes. Uh, support. Yeah. You know, my, my thing is, uh, uh, you know, we're not, we're, we're not in a position to save every young person 
and give them all of the uh, healthy things that they're need that they're needing in order to grow up and be really solid, productive uh, uh, adults. But I think everyone on this call uh, is responsible at some level to mentor a young person, whether it be a family member, whether it be uh, just, you know, in, in, in a youth group or, or something to do our part. Because without that, I, I think there'll be, there's a group of young people that won't be able to make it. And, and uh, every, whatever chance we get, we should take that opportunity, whether it's on, on long term or, or just uh, some encouraging words uh, in passing or whatever. Sometimes it, it just takes certain, you know, just to make a kid have some self-worth, just take some kind words in passing makes a huge difference. I, I uh, so often speak to uh, kids, third, fourth grade, they may be sitting on the playground by themselves feeling bad, and I tell them, hey, you know, there is nothing in you but greatness. You need to go out and make this day your day. I'll do this day. And, you know, the next thing I see, the kid is out running around playing. They just need an encouraging word sometimes. But I think it's our responsibility every chance that we get because we we know uh, what bullying can lead to. Bullying can lead to suicide. It can lead to uh, 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 child growing up, not necessarily even growing up. They could even do it as a as a child to to take someone's life or or without really under, without really understanding the 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 consequences behind that based off of how they feel because of uh, what's going on in their life and as far as they can see they know how they feel they don't they don't look at the big huge picture but they know exactly how they feel and they just want the hurt to stop so I think if we do our part I think we can help curve some of that and with uh, I have a unique situation. I'm in the schools. I do after-school programming. So I have the opportunity to touch a lot of young people's lives. And based off of, of what I do, I can, years later, I have uh, adults come back to me that I work with as youth, and they're pretty successful. I think Raina probably knows some of them. She may not know them by name, but she's been with me a long time. So she knows some of these kids from way back in 2005 uh, that bring their kids or they may stop by and, and say, hey, I'm doing okay. I thought you was a really mean guy, but what you was doing was just helping me become a good, strong adult by pushing mm. them and, and helping them find that greatness in them, and I wasn't giving them an out. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's what a lot of the young people need. And in turn, the bullying stops. Once, once they start getting that development, the bullying stops because they, they have tools now to, to get around the bullying. Uh, so, you know, that's just kind of where I am with it. I think everyone should just kind of think about it and say, hey, you know, I, I, I need to figure out a way to help some of these young people somehow. Um, because bullying, uh, in my opinion, I don't think it's going to ever go away. 
No, it's, it's never. And, yeah. and the other thing, Ken, is that especially uh, at, at the adult level, a lot of adults experience what they call hybrid bullying. Mm-hmm. Hybrid bullying could be that I want to do this here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, oh, you don't want to do that. That's just a waste of time. What mm-hmm. they're basically doing is using some aspect of of some some social level of of, of of some social some stigma at a social level and juxtapose it against what you think you want to do and tell you that it's a waste of your time to do it or you shouldn't do it. And if you continue doing it, it makes it look as though you're not this right here. They can refer to that as hybrid bullying because it's bullying in a sense, but it's not what you would call like beating somebody up, but what it could do, it could slow you, it could slow your progress progress because you're you're listening to folks and you don't want to be too far away from the crowd. You mm-hmm. want to make sure you're accepted by the crowd as a grown up. So if they're saying that it's not cool to do this right here or you know, I'm wasting my time, I don't want to look like a fool, so I'm not gonna do it. When mm-hmm. in reality, and I'm quite sure everybody on this call probably have ran across a situation like that before. I know that I know just I know one person that did, and I think he's on this call. And and if he if he feels like sharing it, but it's all happened to me many times coming up. I'll give you an example. I lost a lot of friends when I was come when I was coming up. I used to travel. I used to do a lot of traveling in martial arts, going here, going there, doing it. But I was working a two prong type thing. I was also working on my education at the same time. And people would say, "You ain't gonna get no job." You're wasting your time and this right here. And folks kind of like left me alone. I felt hurt at first because I had nobody to train with. I didn't know where to go. So then I said to myself, well, hold on. I can make new friends and I could basically don't think about those individuals. And that's exactly what I did. I changed. I did a U-turn and turned my life around, met new people, had a different direction. And I went on, and I run across people like that all the time, even grown-ups all the time, where they tell me, where like, you know, I wanted to do this, and I want to do it, but people are telling me I should not do this. Mm-hmm. And when in reality, what it is is that, that for some reason, they chose a certain path, and, they, and instead of you trying to support you on that path, they want to kind of like just tear you down. And that's happened to me, and believe me, most of the time as a grown-up, and I've, I've also ran across that at the professional level too at work, but I, but I realized that the confidence that I have learned from martial arts, not only from martial arts, but also from reading um, books like Masashi, the Book of Five Rings for Business and things like that, and also reading Kat Nakatani, Choice of Technique for Business, also reading things like... Um, um, Song Su for business and then Wadia and I can go on and on and on. I was able to develop a higher level of confidence to be able to push on and not be bothered by those kind of things and rely on my own stretch self and develop my own core so I can move forward. That's the messaging I normally give grown-ups. Most of the time with grown-ups, a lot of times, if, if there's somewhat balance anyway, I can reach them. But, but even with some grown-ups, who have gone through a process as a child, going through bullying, and then later on, even you get up there into hybrid bullying, some some mm-hmm. hybrid form of bullying, it becomes really really tough to reach them. And I know because like like you said, Ken, it'll be great if we could reach out to 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 someone. One of us, each one of us can reach out 
there's someone, but but for me, like I'm within the circles of martial arts and academia also, mm-hmm. beginning to step down from professional. So it's kind of hard to reach out to to a lot of people unless I just cross their path. Mm-hmm. But when I do, and when I feel that I can make a difference in their life, I always do. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important, definitely. And not not putting yourself in a position to how uh, being committed all the time. But uh, as I said, you can pass by a young person and say something, and you never know. That may be the the thing that trigger them. That may be the whole turning point. Just you know, a a, a kind word or mm-hmm. or something to that effect. But I think whenever those opportunities present themselves, we may be the, that person to say something to them that an hour later, they probably would have committed suicide or exactly. took someone's life. But based off of them crossing our path at that particular time, and we're taking that opportunity to say whatever we say to them, that may have been the turning point. So I, I think uh, seizing the moment in the moment. Just taking that, taking that opportunity whenever that opportunity presents itself. I was going to say, add on to that is, I mean, we have a, um, we have a unique opportunity because as adults, as confident adults, martial artists, that we can uh, make a change to, to others. Um, For, for example, for me, I'm big on positive reinforcement. Um, so, you know, for example, my daughter was not doing good in her, in her school schooling, and she was making an F, and I wasn't happy. However, she got her grade up to a C in a week's time, and so I'm I'm all for positive reinforcement. So I gave her a gift for doing that, and I think that is, is, is a, as an example. Um, and like uh, Grandmaster said, is you want to seize that moment, but not only in words, I think also in actions. There exactly. is um, there is a, a young lady who I pick up from volleyball from school, um, one of uh, my daughter's friends, and she's not having a great home life. Her, her family is um, quite dismissive of her. And so mm-hmm. what, one of the things I have done is she always has to crawl in the back in my van over the boys. So I just move the car seats so she can just get in and easily in and out. And I find that this is because I noticed that. I'm seeing that. That's that's troubling. And then the other day I just we just all went for a snack just because, you know, she's just she's been good. She's good company. So just in actions and um she doesn't know that I know about her home life, but I think this is a, an, an opportunity as confident martial artists and adults that we can show in words and actions to, to others, adults uh, alike. Right. And, and, you know, to, to follow up on that, Raina, I, I totally agree with you. I think that the positive reinforcement is so important. I constantly tell people, it don't, if you see people doing well, say that they're doing well. Speak mm-hmm. to us. Don't don't be whatever kind of way that is that you're trying to be that you don't want to say nothing. And and you know, to me like the um one of the things I've learned and I've learned this from mentoring people professionally as well as in the martial arts is that 
I always find something good. I could find some bad things too, but in but in the but in the final analysis, I'm gonna always say something good some kind of way. Because the reason why mm-hmm. it's so important to help develop that psyche of an individual. Make that folks make make these folks or whoever they are feel that they can do almost anything. In general, my outlook is that way because I, I constantly tell people difficult things take a little, it could be done immediately. Impossible things just take a little while to get them done. Mm. And so when you, when you, when you, when people are doing things just like Greg and um, I think Greg, Amir and Abdullah this morning in class, a lot of the work that they put in this morning, I was really proud of them. I thought that they all did well. And, and they're going to hear that. I'll be sending a, a link out later on today. It's so important to put that out there like that because today, as in this modern day age of teaching martial arts, that old kind of nonsense that you see folks are doing around these dojos and stuff, we don't teach like that anymore. What it is is that it's about material and it is also about the ability to affect a person's life and move mm. them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that, and you're basically just teaching somebody karate, how far does that go? How long do you need to do that? And I know, and everyone on this call, particularly um, um, all of us basically are from the same family of, of karate. And to some of us, like my brother Kerry, is from the family, family, family. You know, but 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 the, but but the yeah, whole thing true. is is that that it's so important to push that to push these push individuals by giving positive reinforcement. Believe me, it goes a long way, and I do that regardless. You know, um, I, I I don't believe in just tearing somebody down. If I if I if I do, if I, if I if I'm hard on someone, I always find a way to turn it back up. You know, mm-hmm. and, and my hardness is only to basically to draw um, attention to what may be wrong. But then in, to, in the wrong, I'm always looking for some daylight in it. And, and you know, and, and I found out by doing that, people don't feel that you're putting them down or they, you're not trifling over their effort. You know, you want them to really feel good about the effort that they're doing. And you want them to be able to feel that, hey, you know what? Yeah, I may have gotten this wrong. But I know I can get this right now, and I feel that he's actually given me this way to do it, and he's not just tearing me down. It's not personal. I don't teach martial arts to boost my ego or anything like that. Everybody who know me know how I feel about teaching martial arts. I don't like it. I despise it. I hate being a teacher. I think, you know, Raina, something tells me that you may be pretty much like me. I think Raina just lost off. Okay. I think yeah. Rainer is like me too. I, I, I didn't want to be a teacher, but I was forced to do it. And the fact that I'm forced to do it, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to make sure that individuals who train with me are successful. Like I always tell people, because I don't believe in failure, that means that they don't believe in failure either. Awesome. It's kind of difficult to fail. Awesome. I just want to say I'm going to continue this conversation as well. Uh, I love it so much. I, I'm so inspired to move this discussion as well over to our radio show next week. Thank you. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I want to say this while Tabby is on. Uh, Tabby and Raina both 
been a, been in the class and uh, just as an example as to how, how you carry yourself, how you uh, present things to other people when you when you're talking with them. A lot of our young ladies that came that uh, been in our class, they kind of watch Raina and Tabby, and they kind of pattern themselves after them. They're whether they're talking to them or not, they just kind of watch them. And some of the young ladies, they uh, when Raina and Tabby is not there for a while, they'll ask about them. Hey, where is Tabby? Where is uh, Raina? Uh, because they want to see. They want to see what they're doing. So I said that to say this. A lot of times we can mentor uh, young people or even another adult without ever having a word with them. They're watching us. They're watching our actions. They're watching how we present ourselves to other people. And that that's another way of mentoring people. So exactly. I think we have to be very careful and how we present ourselves, because we never know the effect that we're having on another person's life, just exactly. just through our through our presence. Yep. No, I, I agree with oh, you. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they, That's I so mean, so, yeah. So you have to be in class, man. They they be asking about you, <laughs> especially uh, what's her name. Uh, uh, Kayla? Yeah, I was gonna say Kayla. Man, she she loves you. She she asks about you when you're not there. Oh, she's a good kid. Yeah. But you definitely had some impact on her life. Yeah. But but you you know you know what? And and um in the case of Raina as well as Tabby, you know, they're both people who are successful in and out of the martial arts and they're great examples. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just in general. And I think that, that even if they know who they are, like say for an example, the younger girls like Sawali and Lucy and all of them, if they knew who they are, which they do of course, that and they just don't do nothing but just be there, that is adding value to the environment of just the fact that you have someone like like those two people being there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think it's very important. I know that 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 like you know we have like um, let me see we we have maybe about and I know a couple of young people on this call and I see Jamal is on there and Jamal is up in New Jersey and I'm not gonna say how old you are Jamal because I'm <laughs> not gonna put you out there like that but 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 you know I'm always telling talk, telling like you know the Waziers that he worked with to make sure you put this example together because we have to basically be a certain type of way. I can't go up there doing this crazy, crazy stuff or act in certain ways. I can't put my finger out the door and see which way the wind wind is blowing to determine whether I'm going to do this or do that. I have to be consistent in everything I do. Mm -hmm. I can't say that, hey, I don't feel like teaching class on a Sunday morning. There have been times, I think, when I had COVID, but I was even watching on video while they was teaching while the class was going on. I have to keep continue to keep it going on. But what I'm doing in doing that is setting a precedent to show that we have to continue on. We have to believe in what we're what it is that we're doing and the overall mission. If the overall mission is to inspire and to lift the the lift to to kind of like lift the consciousness of people, lift their abilities in terms of not just 
in the martial arts, but out of the martial arts, than what it is as an instructor that's kind of like what we have to do, or as a senior belt. And I and I know that um that like um I could I could tell you now a lot of times people always ask me about Raina. Matter of fact, Raina, I kid you not, there's a lady, her name is um I'll tell you right now what what her name is. I think Raina she she left the call. Okay. Because the, the lady asked me just this morning, who was that lady that was in the video that was doing, that was taking a mirror down and stuff like that? And I told her, I said that, I said, oh, you know what? I said, oh, you, I said, you're talking about Raina. Her name was Deatra, Deatra. She was at an event in Maryland yesterday, and she saw her, and she reached out because of Valencia, Robinson Valencia. And she asked me, she said, who was, who was there? Then even my, my sister told me yesterday, Cece, she said, she said, she said, you know, I saw Raina do that to Amir because she knows that she knows Amir. And she said, she said, I feel confident that now that I could get out there. And she told me, I said, I said, come on. I said, I've been waiting for this all your life. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so like, you know, the, the thing is, is that, that we, we, we touch people and we don't even really know we touch mm-hmm. people. And Greg, you know how many? It's two thumbs up. The Hair Radio Morning Show goes to the movies. It's our brand new movie talk radio segment. Listen live. Tune in right here on our broadcast for our unique review of the latest movie. Join us live on the air to chat. It's movie talk on the Hair Radio Morning Show. The Let Your Spirit Store segment on the Hair Radio Morning Show is about getting your day and ours started with positive thoughts, well wishes, great quotes, and amazing affirmations. So if you have one you'd like to share, please send it through our Salon TV Network app and we'll get it featured on the air. I'm Carrie Hines. You're invited to be part of our new limited radio broadcast series, Talking About Cosby. It's our chance to collectively delve into the life and career and legacy of Bill Cosby, right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Now, we've got great on-air commentators who will be lending their voices to this complex man's story, and we want to hear from you. Our mid-show hour from 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern, 6 to 7 Central, it's your chance to call in and speak live on the air. Go to our Facebook page, the Hair Radio Morning Show, for complete details.
to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. It is Thursday morning, October 13th of 2022. That was the amazing John Legend with Steve Room. Listen, we've got a lot to talk about today. Let me get on um, our amazing co-star, Miss Nicole Marie, and uh, get the mid-show live chat going. Nicole Marie, good morning, officially. Good morning. Out of Water Valley. Good morning. Yes. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Mid-Show, to all of our fans, to Upscale Radio. This good morning, good morning. Uh, UpscaleMagazineRadio.com. UpscaleMagazineRadio.com. We want to make sure that you guys can find it. Yeah. Uh, So listen, it's Mid-Show, like you said. It's uh, Thursday morning. Now, today's a very special show. You guys have been listening. We've been Really uh, playing uh, the best of a Zoom call uh, from my dear brother's company, uh, Dr. Leroy Hines. He's hopefully going to be checking in a little later on uh, this morning, uh, a little after 8 in the spotlight hour. Uh, The conversation today is about bullying and all of that. And You guys, uh, I was uh, in tune. Um, I took part along with Michael Hopkins. Uh, yes, in that Zoom yes, uh, call recently, 
And, uh, yeah, I wonder, did you get a chance to hear any of it? This was the audio that we were able to run this morning on the Hearing No I was show. listening. I was listening, yes. And this is such a such a huge topic um, and so very important. I'm so glad that we are um, diving into this and discussing this and having conversation because that's what's necessary, conversation. Um, we need to talk about it, get it out there. Um, and as an educator, I see this all of the time. Well, well we're going um, to delve into all of these stories. We're going to keep yes. everybody uh, aware that at 8 o'clock, we are peeling back another layer to this, and we're having a panel discussion. So I cannot wait to hear all about it. Uh, coming up at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock out there uh, for the folks in the central time zone. Again, the discussion continues on bullying about 8 o'clock this morning. So I'm really, really excited to, uh, you know, kind of keep putting the uh, emphasis on this. And really, you know, like Nicole Marie said, this is something that has been going on and uh, really impacting folks. So we are going to really uh, try to resolve this. And, again, it's Thursday today and Friday, tomorrow, that uh, we'll be really highlighting this. Um, just so that I said it, uh, the first hour of the show will be playing uh, part two of that Zoom call uh, in which my brother and his, his panel of folks really discuss the bullying topic. So they are setting us up for being able to really discuss it. So definitely tune in and catch the first part of the show. So um, I think it'll help you to be informed. And then when we get to the live yes. chat a little bit later, uh, it'll really uh, kind of, uh, you know, give you some pointers and all of that. So just lots of things going on this morning. Hey, I um, wanted to turn to something else, Nicole Marie. There is uh, uh, something I was I, – I feel like I'm remiss because I don't think I had a chance to acknowledge uh, her passing. And I wanted to just, um, I know I put it on Facebook and social media and all of that, but um, I wanted to acknowledge it on the Hair Radio Morning Show. This is someone who I've grown up knowing of and watching on television and uh, later finding out that she was a movie actress um, and then uh, turned super TV star. For 12 seasons, she starred as Jessica Fletcher. Uh, the author who turned uh, crime solver. Uh, every Sunday night I watched and just enjoyed uh, the CBS TV show. And so uh, you guys out there have heard we just lost uh, just an amazing uh, actress, an amazing artist, uh, just someone who has been a part of all of our lives, really, and for many, many, many decades. And so uh, Miss Angela Lansbury, who uh, is just going to be so very much missed, and I wanted to express that on the Hair Radio Morning Show today. I was a huge fan of this woman, and uh, yes, I you used know, to watch her show as well. Yeah, it was, and it's still out there in reruns. I watch it uh, yes, the reruns all the time. It's even though it's from a period, um, and so it's a little bit, you know, I never found it dated. I always found it interesting. 
And one thing I loved about this lady's show, you know, she's an uh, elder uh, 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 Caucasian lady, and uh, she always, always featured uh, black actors that uh, weren't working very much uh, and uh, gave them great parts to play. And it was so warm and welcoming, and it just meant so much when you watched television and you saw folks that, uh, that uh, just could influence those of us who are melanin folks. Uh, right. So it, it was, I never took that for granted, and I've always thought very highly of this talented lady. Uh, yes. And uh, yes. she's done so much. So I guess I've done your, uh, your uh, what is it, your uh, wonderful <laughs> girl, uh, girl power talk today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It will be but, Miss uh, Angela Lansbury. Yes. yes, she will be Miss. I can say that. And uh, But we're going to keep her legacy going. And like I said, her oh, show yes. still plays. It plays over here in New York City and probably everywhere. Yes, so it does. So good going. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll be running some tributes this weekend, believe me. Uh, They play her all the time anyway, so I can't imagine Yeah, she's always on anyway, yes. She's always on. So they may even have a marathon. Exactly, so I'm sure that'll be on the way. Um, So, yeah, lots of stuff going on. Just want to remind the fans of the Hair Radio Morning Show uh, that we will be away from the three-hour show. Just for a week, we'll be back a little on the 25th. That's uh, yeah, on Tuesday, the 25th of October of 2022. We'll be here uh, playing some great uh, new songs and just doing a whole bunch to keep everybody informed. We need to have the time off or away yes. so that we can prepare yes. things for everybody and keep things moving exactly. along. So we're gonna do just yes. that. Uh, we're, Come back you know, with we're real new information. Yes. Yes, uh, definitely. New talk and so much for our fans. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay, folks, we're going to keep it moving. Stay with us. We'll be getting to a lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show today. We'll be right back. Join the Hair Radio Online Community. It's free to be a member. It's social media for the hair and beauty industry. Great space for entrepreneurs to meet new customers, network with new friends, upload pictures, make, like, read, and share posts about hair, beauty, and business, and more. Go to hrmember.com to sign up. Coming soon. Don't miss the brand new hair radio streaming network show, I Love the 90s. Take a listen back to interviews of the biggest names in music, including CeCe Peniston. Tony Terry. It's for what I feel. And of course, Destiny's Child. Tune in and enjoy the memorable moments with the Hair Radio and their lineup of amazing artists telling their stories, giving insights, and of course, talking hair and beauty right here on Hair Radio. You Go Girl, You Go Girl is a brand new product line that includes an edge control hairsprays and a product that also offers relief to those dealing with an itchy scalp. 
Now, if you're looking to moisturize and hold twists and locks in place, Yuko Girl offers a gel cream. And for the hair braiders out there, Yuko Girl has a hair brand that's made of the highest of quality hair. Now, it's available in a variety of colors and textures. So, go to www.yougogirlbraidhair.com. That's you like uniform, gogirlbraidhair.com. Tell them you heard about them right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. You go, girl. Hi, everybody. This is Queen Tree, and I'm starting out the Hair Radio Show with Terry Crystal Jones Vaughn of the Sway's Hair and Body, and I love the Hair Radio Show. Hello, everybody. I'm Valerie from Validate Your Beauty. I am giving a shout out to the Hair Radio Morning Show, Carrie Hines.
It's two thumbs up. The Hair Radio Morning Show goes to the movies. It's our brand new movie talk radio segment. Listen live. Tune in right here on our broadcast for our unique review of the latest movie. Join us live on the air to chat. It's movie talk on the Hair Radio Morning Show. The Let Your Spirit Source segment on the Hair Radio Morning Show is about getting your day and ours started with positive thoughts, well wishes, great quotes, and amazing affirmations. So if you have one you'd like to share, please send it through our Salon TV Network app and we'll get it featured on the air. I'm Carrie Hines. You're invited to be part of our new limited radio broadcast series, Talking About Cosby. It's our chance to collectively delve into the life and career and legacy of Bill Cosby, right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Now, we've got great on-air commentators who will be lending their voices to this complex man's story, and we want to hear from you. Our mid-show hour from 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern, 6 to 7 Central, it's your chance to call in and speak live on the air. Go to our Facebook page, The Hair Radio Morning Show, for complete details. I have a product called Organic Love Collection Shea Butter. It's a sensual shea butter. And um, once you apply it, um, it reinvigorates the skin. It takes care of blemishes, um, a hyper t- hyperpigmentation. It has all kinds of um, beautiful oils in it. And what it does for the hair, the nails, and the skin is to renew it and to make you feel beautiful and moreover to restore you to self-love and self-care. We're a Christian organization and we're in the community um, trying to educate people on eczema, psoriasis, breaking hair, alopecia, things of that nature. And this product is a cure-all for the whole family. If you grab the jar or the bottle, it comes in a liquid and solid. Uh, it deals with eczema um, within three days. Uh, the longest it'll take is seven days to restore your skin. And most of all, it's, it's great for the scalp and very um, uplifting to the hair. It keeps the hair moist and um, free of breakage and, moreover, manageable. So as you um, work with it, if you have natural hair, it won't break. And if you have permed or color processed hair, it'll continue to allow for it to have the elasticity it needs so that you, your mane grows beautiful and healthy. Currently, we are on social media where business is just starting out. So I started on Instagram, once again, Instagram. And the name of the company is Organic Love Collection. And we, we can also be found through Instagram on Big Cartel. So the product could be purchased um, at organiclovecollection.bigcartel.com. Repeat that one more time. Organiclovecollection.bigcartel.com. <laughs> and welcome back to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Carrie, over to you. All right. Thank you, Angela. Again, it is Thursday morning, October 13th of 2022. It's our show number 772. 
And I'm bringing back to the line Nicole Marie out of Water Valley, Mississippi. I'm in Brooklyn, New York. How's the weather down there today, Nicole Marie, in Mississippi? The weather is pretty nice. It's about 60 degrees again this morning, and it's a little bit. It's going to be a little bit cooler today. Um, we're moving mm. to the to the high 70s now, so we're a little bit cooler. Okay. Now tell everybody down you, are, you are not in uh you're not by the uh water so much. Uh, so tell everybody what No, part of I'm actually the, the water is far south, about five hours down Biloxi, down on the coast. I am in oh, northern yeah. Mississippi. I'm about um an hour, a little over an hour from Memphis. So I'm right from Memphis, to Memphis, Tennessee. Tennessee. The Tennessee area. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Oh. Yes. yes. And about um, two about two hours from Birmingham, Alabama. Two hours from oh, Jackson, okay. Tennessee. So we're we're in a a good location right here. We're right right close oh, to cool. Alabama, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Wow. So now you guys have family in all those different areas and friends and all of that? Not in all the areas. We have family that is in Memphis. We have family that is in Jackson, Tennessee. Um, But, um, well, I actually do have um, one. uh, I have a niece that lives in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Well, I just was checking in on you. Yes. We're just checking in on the phone, Marie. Yes. Most of my family on my side of the family is in Ohio or in Atlanta. So that's why we go to Ohio to visit all the time. Yeah. To visit all the family that's still there. So Awesome. I'm loving it. And and that sounds just amazing. Well, listen. I'm in Brooklyn, New York. We're going to be taking a tour soon. I'll do one here and oh, yeah. walk you through what it's about. Because so many folks get so confused about New York City. So I wanted a chance to oh, really yes. kind of talk a little bit All about the different that. boroughs, yes. Yeah. You know, I can understand that. Before I moved to, yeah. you know, I'm originally, like I said, from Philadelphia, then lived in northern New Jersey and the East Orange, uh, Bloomfield area, Montclair and all of that. And then moved to New York City. And it was very tough to understand, um, uh, you know, New York City. And then it's the same name as New York State. Right. I always thought, okay, New York City is just New York City. I didn't know about the, you know, the different boroughs and all of that. I'm just thinking, okay, it's New York City. Exactly. And it really is uh, all of those boroughs that comprise New York City. So we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, this morning. So real happy about that. Uh, Coming up at 8 o'clock in the next hour, our spotlight hour. My little throat here. I thought I could take a quick bite. Um, So in the next hour, we've got uh, the whole conversation continues on bullying and we want to talk a little bit more about the whole subject of bullying and all of that. So um, let me just uh, right. looking forward to that. Sure. And then coming up, Michael Hopkins. We've got flow. We've got so much to get to this morning. So I'm going to just put on a quick, uh, quick uh, sixty-second commercial. We'll be right back, and then uh, 
and we're rolling on in. Stay with us. Buy your favorite scented candles at Divine Energy Luxury Candles. I'm Carrie Hines. Divine Energy Luxury Candles create an unmatchable ambiance and can immediately enhance your mood. They offer an array of original scents made with coconut soy and poured love. Fill your home and soothe your senses today. Order from DivineEnergyCandles.com. Hi, I'm Carrie Hines at Divine Energy. You can choose from a wide selection of candles and a variety of widths and heights, as well as a plethora of different scents. Floral Spring Fresh, if you can think of it, they've got it. And if they don't, they're more than happy to wish something up just for you. Not sure what you need? Call them at 904-658-2937. Again, it's 904-658-2937. And tell them you heard about them right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. They've got you covered. As women, it seems like we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. And that weight is directly balanced between your two feet. And with this balancing act, who do you think is suffering? It's not the kids. It's your feet. While running errands, paying bills, or dodging traffic, you could be ruining your feet. Wearing the wrong shoes for the wrong period of time can cause more damage than you think. Hammer toe and bunions are the leading deformities in black women. And Dr. Yolanda Raglan is the first black and only female podiatrist with practices dedicated solely to the correction of these type of deformities. So let this black girl do some magic and fix your feet. For more information, visit FixYourFeet.com, providing medically necessary surgery with a cosmetic result. All right. Uh, we're back live. It is the mid-show uh, point, as you guys know. It's about 7.33 New York time, 6.33 for folks out in Central Time Zone. It's time to bring Nicole Marie back to the line out of Water Valley and also coming to us from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, we are always excited to talk to Blue. She is the proprietor of this incredible uh, candle company uh, called Divine Energy Luxury Candles. And uh, Blue, uh, good morning out of Jacksonville. Good morning. Good morning. Are you here? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my voice sounds up yes. there. Please, I apologize. I've been coughing since yesterday. So, Oh. Bear with me today, guys. Okay. <laughs> Change of weather. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the weather is always. Yeah. Thank you for being with us then uh, this Absolutely. morning, all the fans. We appreciate that. So, yeah, you're yeah. on with Nicole Marie, Terry Hines. We are excited to be chatting with you this morning, Mitch Show. Uh, we want to get into some great candle talk. We need it up here in my yes. neck of the woods in Brooklyn, New York. It's a, uh, today's going to be a bit on the rainy side, so we kind of need the sunshine mm-hmm. that only divine energy <laughs> candles can bring. So please, tell us what you have. She, uh, listen, if today's your first time tuning in, Blue usually gives us about this time uh, on each broadcast, usually about um, a sense of the day. And uh, there was some, a show on that was really talking about the smells and setting up, you know, your house with great scents and all of that. And um, and I thought about, I said, yeah, I think it was the, the young lady show, Drew Barrymore show, show on yesterday was talking about smells and scents and all of that in the house. And I certainly, right. uh, Blue came to mind with divineenergycandles.com. So, 
Blue, what have you got on tap for us today? Oh, yes, Carrie. Good morning. I have on tap for us today a captivating and sensual scent, black currant essence. Now, this sophisticated cocktail, it begins with a, del- a delicate saffron threads and sweet anise and a whisper of eucalyptus. Luscious black currant and blackberries are at the heart of this fragrance with a hint of green earthy basil. Dark musk for enhance the intensity of the dark fruit in this rich fragrance. Now, when we hear black currant, everybody knows black currant, but absinthe, that's our, um, that's our more, uh, I want to say must, must uh, uh-huh. scent. And we do have top notes with an anise, eucalyptus, and saffron. Our middle notes are blackberry, blackcurrant, and basil. But our base notes mm-hmm. are fennel, dark musk, taka bean, and amber. Wow. So, well, it sounds like, amazing uh, to me. And yeah, it really does. This fragrance is really good for um, special events, and it makes for a really um, unique gift. This is a complex scent now, and it brings a pleasing and comforting yet upscale character wherever it is used. So we're talking again in your office, your home, on vacation, and especially for your gifts for family and friends and loved ones. Wow. I think it's pretty special. Yeah, it's pretty special. And you know what, Blue? We, we're gonna send you on to get you, uh, in addition to those wonderful candles from Divine Energy, get you some hot tea. <laughs> I got Listen, it right here, Carrie. I got my you green got tea on okay. tap. Well, we're gonna take it easy on you today. Take okay, care we're not gonna talk your ear off today. Uh, <laughs> but you are just. <laughs> Well, listen, it's fabulous to have you care so much that, you know, and and for all of us. Listen, it was my turn a couple weeks ago. Uh, I just didn't feel so great and was totally under the weather. And uh, that I had to take a day off, and that's very rare. Right, Uh, right, very rare. Just a day off like that. But but it does get us this time. The weather, there's so much going on. So, yeah, so blue. um, And the weather's always changing here in Florida. (laughs) <laughs> That's what it sounds yeah. like, and um, yeah. um, I have to care of yourself. Yeah, take extra care and get rest. Um, and I'm gonna talk this to myself as well. Uh, advice, <laughs> but yes, get plenty of rest. Uh, mm-hmm. You really do. And um, I'm taking my little bit of health a little bit more seriously these days. I really am. So um, I can to. understand. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. to. So listen, uh, you know, we're going to keep our fingers crossed so you can have a speedy recovery for tomorrow. If not, we'll see you when we return. We're off all next week from the show. Mm. Talking about off, well, we'll, um, for us, it's a working break, (laughs) meaning that we do production. We do tastings and rehearsals and all that kind of, to get you guys uh, some new content. So we'll be returning live on the airwaves on Tuesday, October 25th of 2022 with a brand new show, uh, number 774. Again, that'll be on Tuesday, October 25th. So tomorrow is our last show live, and then we'll be back uh, off for the whole week. 
and then we come back on the 25th of October. And uh, that's the week of Halloween. So we'll finish out October live on the air and all of that. So real good stuff. And, you know, usually by this time of the year, guys, we have what uh, is our wrap-up. We literally look back at some of the biggest stories, some of the best guests that we've had. I mean, we really we've have had, had so many. On. We've had, it's really been an incredible year. And yes. I was thinking, was Dr. the Gorilla Glue doctor, was, it, was that this year or was that last year? I had to really think about it. I think he came back yes. last year, I think he it was. I don't even back. think it was this year. Was that early this year? We got, I got to look back. It's been so much uh, that we've presented uh, on the show. It really has. It has been a lot. Well, maybe that was last uh, year, Terry, but I don't know. Wow. (laughs) I lost a year, over a year. Uh, We've had so many, well, think about it. Uh, We've gone, we've done about 100 shows, maybe more, in the last year. A hundred. Right. So we've added a, uh, probably about, uh, what is that, about 3,000 hours of right. material. So we've been doing a lot of talking. And, uh, a lot of talking. So, yeah. So, Blue, you do the opposite today. Rest those vocal cords and uh, enjoy those top notes and middle notes <laughs> and bass notes. I will. I will. <laughs> I will, thank you. Yes, you got it. You know, we appreciate you so very much. And Divine Energy Candles, you guys, uh, this is the time to order. Uh, It really is. Uh, I can't say it any better than that. Uh, It's a unique gift. Candles are a unique gift. Folks don't expect to receive them. So please, please, please Mm -hmm. take a moment, shop, check them out again, divineenergycandles.com. It's a luxury brand. Luxury line, and we just love it. And so, uh, so much more to come. Now, today, uh, Lou, I don't know if you heard. Let me just get Michael on. We are talking about the whole topic today. It's been a whole bunch of uh, talk on bullying, and we mean bullying from all different aspects. And we all Mm -hmm. face it at some point. We've had, uh, you know, I've been at jobs and literally have had folks bully me at jobs. I remember being a kid and being bullied. I remember just, you'd be surprised. And sometimes you don't even recognize you're being bullied. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Is that not crazy? So we're going to get into that conversation uh, in the next hour, uh, in our spotlight hour. And I'm hoping my dear brother can make it back to the show. I'm going to have to check in with him in a bit. Um, but first, Let's see if we can get Michael Hopkins. Michael Hopkins comes to us out of beautiful Spotsylvania, Virginia. We're going to see if we can check in with him this morning. Michael Hopkins, Michael Hopkins, are you there? Good morning, Michael. Oh, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy mid-show. It's a little wet down here in Spotsylvania as we speak. Wow, but, you're uh, on. We're gonna be okay. Times. You're you're on with Nicole Marie. You're on with Blue. It's a great morning, Michael. At least, I mean, 
in the oh, it is. sense that it's a it great is. spiritual morning in New York. But, uh, but now it's about to get very rainy here in my area. So Oh, yeah. We uh, used to call it liquid yeah. sunshine. Yeah, we had the rain yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's coming as your way now, Harry. That's what you call it in the Army. Liquid, yep, sunshine. liquid sunshine. Okay. Yep, if it wasn't, no. if we ain't training, it ain't raining. That's what we used to say. Wow. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Michael, I hope you, you've been listening to this show. Uh, you heard Blue talk about Divine Energy Candles and her amazing scent of the day. And also, before that, we have been chatting about the topic of bullying. Now, Michael, you are this tough guy from uh, the military, and uh, you do a, a host a vet talk show on on, on military talk and, and helping with claims and all of that for the veterans. We can't. I mean, I can't imagine you ever coming across a bully, or were you were you the bully, Michael Hopkins? <laughs> oh we no, I, I wasn't that. the bully. I was a I was oh, a good okay. kid, but sure. Sure, we always had uh, bullies in the neighborhood, but at one point in time, especially coming from Philly, in a yeah. kind of inner city environment, you either had to stand up for yourself or you didn't. That, that's the only two options that you mm-hmm. had, and I remember growing up back then. And wow. if you stood up for yourself, you had, uh, and I think Dr. Hines made reference to this too, that, yeah. Uh, that's well, you're talking, what you're talking about what Michael's talking about, uh, uh, the very first part of our show today, so from 6 o'clock to there, when you guys play it back, uh, we did an entire hour of, uh, we replayed the audio of the Zoom call that my dear brother, Dr. Leroy Hines, did. He's the one that introduced this topic to us in recent uh, days. And so we decided to play that. It was such incredible commentary that uh, we aired it this morning on the show, the first uh, part. So tomorrow on Friday, we'll be airing the second part of that uh, conversation with uh, Dr. Leroy Hines and so many of his colleagues. And Michael Hopkins and myself, we both had a chance to take part in it. So I'm oh, super yeah. excited to uh, to, to get to work it on. But yeah, it was a great conversation, and uh, uh, I really, I just think that this is the first part of, you know, peeling back uh, the layer to talk about it, and we got to have conversations. I think, Nicole Marie, you were talking about that uh, early today. we got to get things yeah. out. We have to, yeah, what were you saying about that? It's all about conversation. We have to have those conversations on all levels, whether it's schools, whether it's the workplace at home, you know, between parents and children. We have to have those conversations. Absolutely. Well, it is going to get, yes, we're about to go, I say we're about to go in on this conversation. We're going to talk about uh, bullying, and I've got some things to really share that I did not share on the Zoom call or at the first part of the show. So you don't want to miss it. It really is going to be quite a convo this morning. And to me, oh, we're yes. opening up these old wounds <laughs> that yes, some of us have buried. Yes. Right. We buried these, right? 
Right. Sure, we sure we years do. And years, you know, childhood. Every time, uh, like even, even in the military. The, <laughs> like someone had mentioned um, on the um, on the uh, bullying um, presentation, said that you know those wounds and that trauma from childhood that stays with you. We may try to bury it. But it's still there. Um, well, we're going to you know, really delve into um, that. Yeah, thank right. you, Nicole Marie. We're going to we're going to delve into it, and and I'm hoping that you guys call in and share your personal stories. If you have called in, just press one. We'll get you on. Um, so um, we're going to today. We're going to talk. I'm going to just throw on this because I want us to kind of begin to prepare for this. A uh, huge discussion again coming up in just a little bit this morning. Yeah. So uh, I think this is going to be very, very, very interesting, and I'm excited uh, to really get started with so it. Nice. I really am. Yeah. yeah. So good stuff. All right. So listen, I've got a little bit of a short break. Uh, we'll take, and then we're going to kind of roll on in. One of my personal heroes, you guys know, uh, I've often talked about this gentleman. Uh, his name is Shelley Garrett. Yes, Mr. Shelley Garrett. His wife is Doris Garrett. And uh, Shelley uh, wrote uh, these incredible plays called Beauty Shop. And they turned those plays into movies and uh, also the barbershop. And so this is where they got the idea from, Mr. Shelley Garrett. We lost Shelley several years ago, several years back. And I've kept in touch with uh, Doris over the years. And uh, when the play, they brought it back, I wrote an article that was put out there to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the play. And when it came to New York, they went on a tour. And uh, when they came through New York, it was so exciting to have them on. So here's the interview. I did a piece with uh, Doris, and uh, I want to get that on. And then after that, stay with us at 8, we're going to dive in live. There's no other way to talk about it on bullying. Stay with us. Listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show, I'm Carrie Hines. Now my very special guest is from the world of theater. Her name is... Doris Garrett. Good morning, Doris, and welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Now, the folks out there certainly know the amazing production that you are connected with. It's called Beauty Shop. And I have to start here. Uh, Your husband, the amazing playwright and just pure genius uh, in my book and, and the book of the world out here <laughs> to the public, uh, Mr. Shelley Garrett, the late Shelley Garrett. I just have to say, um, just on behalf of everybody at the Hair Radio Morning Show, he was a friend and, uh, you know, a, a special guest here on our program um, and just an awesome gentleman. And I just wanted to express that to you, that sentiment, and uh, speak to you a little bit about uh, celebrating the life of this amazing gentleman and uh, the amazing legacy that you are continuing here. So welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Thank you, and thank you for the kind words concerning my husband. Absolutely. Now, I have to say, uh, Ms. Ms. Darce Garrett, you have to tell us, 
Um, can you talk a little bit about the amazing play, the uh, about Beauty Shop, and some of the amazing memories that you guys have associated with it? Uh, well, um, you know, Shelley is the writer, director, and and he was producer <laughs> before yeah. I came on and and took over that position. Um, it's been touring the United States for over 33 years. Um, well, actually, he started in, in um, 33 years ago, but he was doing a tour for 30 years. Right, right. So that is amazing. And I have to tell you, I've got to tell all of our listeners, in full disclosure, I had an opportunity, of course, to come out and see the uh, wonderful uh, touring of the 30th anniversary that you guys, when you toured through my neck of the woods here in Brooklyn, New York. So I just have to, I've got to go back because I wanted to find out. I know that you have, a, you've long had a big interest in theater. This is not something that just kind of started. So uh, what was it that, what sparks your interest about the theater? What is it that is so exciting to you? Well, I do have a BA in theater. I graduated from Albany State University. Yeah. And um, I've always been interested in acting. Um, I, I actually wanted to have acting as, a, as um, a background because I was trying to get into modeling. But um, that bug stuck with me. <laughs> so okay. I turned to theater more so than modeling. And it was just a blessing that um, after... Um, retiring at age 40 because I, I got um, I was working with an engineering company, and I decided to go back into my major, which was speech and theater, and then that's when I met Shelley. So it was just like it was like meant to be. Yes, and I have to say um, it has long been one of my favorite memories meeting the two of you guys. Um, I cannot say and stress it enough. So I'm not going to, because I will fan out, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hold it together <laughs> for you guys. Um, so I do want to talk a little bit more about this celebration, if you will, of the uh, anniversary of the play. And also, what's happening, of course, right now, everybody, everything is on pause at the moment. Um, so you guys out there listening right now, whenever you do hear this, um, so just at this current time, we're not able to do, nobody's able to do pretty much anything right now. But what are some of the plans going forward, Doris? What are you looking to do in the way of Shelley's legacy? Well, Shelley, again, always toured in the United States. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I wanted to take it out of the country. Um, I think that what Shelley didn't fly, so he was Oh, is that right? <laughs> he, he didn't like no. to fly? No, he stopped flying in 1980. Oh wow! Um, he, okay. he, yeah, he said that the the flight was smooth. Um, there was no problems, but he just had a he just had a feeling, yeah, and you know, he made wow. a promise to God that if he landed safely, he wouldn't have to ask him that ever again. So, wow. in 1980, he stopped flying. So, even though we lived in Atlanta, whenever we had to go to California or wherever, we always drove. Now we would always fly the cast. But Shelly and I drove. Wow. But that also makes, that, that made for a lot of fun times on the road and good memories. It did. There. It really did. I, I you know, I, I'm constantly telling my, my friends and family members that they're missing out on a lot when they're just flying from different 
locations exactly. because of the scenery and stopping and shopping and just enjoying exactly you know, different That's places. Of, yeah, that was a big part of the fun. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Oh yeah, most definitely. See, and I'll tell you now. Some of the folks, um, you know, in terms of talking about Beauty Shop, the play, and the huge amount of, uh, you know, all of the wonderful things. I remember um, in talking with Shelley uh, back in 2016 here on our broadcast, he was sharing with us about some of the amazing folks who came through the doors. He ushered mm-hmm. in a lot of little-known talent at that time, and. Uh, they were joining as cast, you know, being part of the cast and getting their first taste of exposure. So when you talk to some of these folks, um, you know, what comes to mind? Well, I know that um, he started, you, you, you asked me the question as far as what careers he started. Um, well, I mean, people? you know, he started some of these amazing folks like the gentleman who passed away from uh, Tommy Ford from, uh, from Martin and uh, quite a few others uh, from Steve Harvey's show. I know he's helped to, help to usher in their careers. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just wondering, in addition to a whole bunch of others, um, so when you hear, like, um, you you know, some of these folks you may still keep in touch with, does it give you a good feeling to know that he helped to launch these careers in, in a big way? It does, um, because first of all, Shelley always wanted to give back, and when, not only did he launch their careers, but he was also constantly looking for new talent to, mm-hmm. to also la- launch their careers as well. Um, the most recent person, I should say, was Miss Juicy from um, the Ricky Smiley Show. Yeah. Well, actually, she was in Shelley's play before she actually was on Ricky Smiley's show, and then now she was, she's with Little Women of Atlanta. So, wow. yeah. That's not in addition to a long line of others, and I oh, do yeah. mean a long line. Okay, yes. let, me just, let me just say that out there. So he had an incredible eye mm-hmm. uh, for talent. Yes. yes. And so um, I'm very excited, Ms. Doris Garrett, to have you on the show. And I'll tell you, no, I really remember this so well. You were so kind and gracious. You guys oh, really were. I, really, I mean, it's, you know, I really can't say any more than that. So I just want to tell you that uh, from all of us, we are celebrating, you know, uh, the amazing contribution of black hair uh, to the landscape. And we certainly could not do it without paying tribute to the one and only Mr. Shelley Garrett. So and I, I appreciate just that. Thank you so much. Um, we're, we're still going to be, again, I promised Shelley to keep his legacy going. So my daughters and I um, are going to do just that. We are uh, looking forward to 2021. Um, and I'm hoping you'll come we, out to our Hair Nation Expo and some of our wonderful things that we have to do just that. Well, and, I'll look uh, forward to it. That would be yeah. great. And you have a home here. And, you know, uh, we're going to do some things, and we're going to, you know, I certainly will let you know because we have some wonderful ideas in mind to definitely to preserve that legacy, and, and we're going to do that here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Doris, is there any lasting thoughts you want to leave us with today, anything that you want to share well, Shelley always um, 
you know, when he was talking to people and trying to encourage them to, you know, to go on with their dreams, he always used to say, believe in yourself. And also, why not you? You know, there there are other, a lot of celebrities and um, people doing their own um, business or have already made it and they're successful. So he always asked the question, why not you? So don't let anybody else tell you that you can't do it because you can. You just have to believe in yourself. Wow. On that note, I want to thank you, Doris Garrett of the Beauty Shop Plays. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. The executive producer of the Beauty Shop Plays, you guys are going to have to stay in touch with us here at the Hair Radio Morning Show, and we'll continue, of course, to put you in touch with the amazing Doris Garrett and her folks. Uh, Doris, thanks again for being with us on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate you. You got it. All right, folks, keep it right here. We've got a whole lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go. Stay with us. Hello, everybody. I'm Valerie from Validate Your Beauty. I am giving a shout out to the Hair Radio Morning Show, Carrie Hines. Did you know that the Hair Radio Show with Carrie Hines is the longest running radio broadcast on hair and beauty talk in the world? It's a broadcasting hair industry institution. Be a live guest on air and join our long list of amazing celebrities and hair and beauty industry luminaries who've all been on our show. Give our office team a call at 833-402-8882. Again, that's 833-402-8882. Or visit us online at hairradio.com because you haven't made it until you've made it to Hair Radio. All right, everybody, it's Thursday morning, October 13th of 2022. I'm Carrie Hines out of Brooklyn, New York, and I've got with me uh, quite a panel lineup this morning. Uh, We usually do have quite a number of folks who join us, but first let me just get to the line. Uh, My amazing team right here of the morning show, of course, we've got the queen, newly minted queen of the mornings, Nicole Marie out of Water Valley, Mississippi. Very excited to have her. And Michael Hopkins, you guys know him. He is uh, on every Tuesday morning uh, with uh, the incredible Vet Talk radio show at uh, 8.30 Eastern Time. And he comes to us out of uh, Spotsylvania, Virginia. And, uh, of course, Dr. Paul Dyer who uh, is a recent addition to the Hair Radio Morning Show lineup. You guys have heard him on Thursdays and Fridays in the Spotlight Hour, and we are so excited to have him join us live today. Uh, So we're going to get into this. Now, uh, let me just set this up for everybody. And again, welcome to all of you guys and all of our fans of the show and to UpscaleMagazineRadio.com as well. Uh, But here's the setup. It's all about bullying. Today, uh, we played in the first hour 
a whole entire discussion that my big brother, Dr. Leroy Hines, you guys know him, he's been with us several times in recent uh, weeks. Uh, but yeah, and he'll be back today, hopefully in just a little bit, uh, to share with us a little bit more. He's the one that really was the impetus of uh, driving this idea uh, and kind of bring it into our, uh, our you know, uh, I guess our orbit at this time. And I was so, uh, I was very happy that he wanted to shine the light on the subject. I really was. And so we took his audio from his amazing Zoom call that Michael and I uh, participated in and, and just wanted to share that. Uh, it was a great discussion. I listened back to it this morning with all of you guys right here on our show uh, to part one. Tomorrow will be part two at 6 o'clock in the morning from 6 to 7. And then again, we'll have a live discussion at 8. So this is where we are. And uh, I've got to start in. Let's lead on in. Nicole Marie, can you kind of start us off with a little bit on what you heard this morning uh, between 6 and 7? Well, thank you, Carrie. Let me first just say I enjoyed um, the discussion this morning. I think it's key and very pertinent to open up the discussion, so I'm glad it's being brought um, to the Hair Radio Morning Show as well. Um, As an educator, I see bullying all of the time, but I know that bullying takes place not only at schools, but in the workplace, um, at home, just, you know, sports, um, just all over. So it's key for us to have discussions, continue discussions, and um, just at all levels, just to have these discussions. Um, it was very important um, this morning, um, someone um, that was on the call talked about positive reinforcement. Yeah. And of course, here on the Hair Radio Morning Show, we're all about affirmations, positive self-talk and so forth. So it was very important speaking from an educator and um, being in the school setting to open the conversation with the students. Um, During the time when, you know, a lot of us were growing up, times have changed so much. So much has changed, and our kids now are are dealing with so much more. They have so much more on them, the peer pressure, um, social media, everything is just intensified now. So um, as an educator, having those positive interactions with with children, talking to them, seeing what's going on. Their home lives are much different um, nowadays. And so just being able to speak a positive word, to be a positive role model, to instill that self-confidence, whether it's their schoolwork, whether it's just something personal that you see in them, it's key. Their self-worth is key. And so it's, it's very important for us as adults to have those conversations with them, not only the children at school, but our children um, at home, in our own homes, that may go through bullying. It's key. So just opening yeah. up conversation, that's the most important thing. I love that, and I think you're correct on that. 
Michael Hopkins. I have to turn to Michael, who, again, is the host of Vet Talk Radio Show. He was with me on this uh, Zoom that we played earlier today, right now, the Hit Radio Morning Show. Uh, Michael Hopkins out of Spotsylvania, Virginia. Michael, what do you say? Uh, first of all, um, you know, again, good morning. It's our third hour of the day, the spot hour, spotlight hour. Uh, you, you participated on the Zoom call. Uh, were you aware that there was so much going on with the bullying these days, and was it uh, has it always been? And you have a military perspective, so did it exist in the military? Is my I was wondering that. Uh, so what do you want to say, Michael? Oh yes, Carrie. Uh, bullying, military, yes, kind of synonymous. That that's the oh, reason wow. why you see a lot of these things coming out, like you, with the Navy SEALs and a lot of the high-speed, low-drag units with the training. That's why you see now a lot of it is coming out because it's the nature of the business that we're in when we're in the military. Things are going to happen, and it's unfortunate. It really is. It's unfortunate, but things happen, and people get, get bullied. And it's a continuous thing. It doesn't matter what branch you're in, and it doesn't matter what era of the military that you were in. It's a continuous thing. And no matter what the higher-up people try to do or they get Congress and Senate involved and and they do this legislature or they, they do a stand-down and this and that, it's still happening. It really is, and it's hard to stop it. Yes, yes, I agree with you. I wanted to ask you, uh, what was it like uh, participating on that call, Uh, and what did you learn from that? that, uh, And, again, we played the audio from that on the first hour today. I was talking about the Zoom call that Dr. Leroy Hines orchestrated and had a lot of his colleagues and folks – who's been affected by this. But what do you want to say about that, that cause? You know, Carrie, I I really got a lot of it, especially because I have nine grandchildren and half of which are in some type of education, you know, be it elementary or high school or even beyond that. And just, had been maybe a month or so ago, my next to oldest granddaughter was involved in an incident. And and she's basically an adult. She's not in high school, but she was at work, and she got bullied and attacked by uh, one of her coworkers. And wow. one thing led to another, boyfriend and spraying and this and that and, and all these so now it's a court thing now. Oh my! So it's I'm elevated really, to the legal system. Right. Wow. Right. It, it it elevated to the legal system. But mm. I really enjoyed the the conversation that we had about bullying because, as a lot of us, I mean, and I brought it up. It, it's a whole new different world. Just like Nicole Marie said, it's a whole new different world. Bullying to me when I was growing up, 
it was two guys and I didn't like you, you didn't like me, or you picked on me for a minute, I got mad at you, I may have punched you, hit you, verbally said something to you, and then that was the end of that. But now we got the cyberbullying. We got the this thing, the, the, the computer age, calling people, you know, texting and, and all these things. So as adults and, and parents and grandparents, we have to be aware of these things. And uh, wow. we can't just say, oh, suck it up and, you know, don't be such a baby and all this other stuff. No, it has deadly consequences. Some of these kids are, are actually, we see it. Some of these kids are taking their own lives. Why? Because mentally they can't take it anymore. Same thing happens in the military. Happened? Wow. Well, Same we're going thing, to be checking in with you, Michael, uh, and uh, we're going to be talking about this uh, throughout the hour. Uh, I've got to turn to uh, someone who I believe is going to be able to put this in the right perspective or context for us this morning. I'm talking about Dr. Paul Adair, who joins us on the Hair Radio Morning Show uh, Thursdays and Friday mornings in the last hour from 8 to 9 Eastern. So, uh, Dr. Dyer, you've been listening. And uh, we love having your perspective on this show. Uh, it's a huge topic. It has so many different legs to it, we say, in the, in the industry. Uh, there's so many different aspects to this. And um, I just wanted to begin with your uh, take on it. And one question that I have to you, is bullying different in our community? We're talking about the melanin community, if you will, is bullying perceived differently for us than it is for uh, folks who are outside of our community? So that's my setup for you. Uh, again, Dr. Paul Dyer, please weigh in. Take it away. Well, well you know, it, it, the answer is, is most, most definitely it's so different. And I won't stress this enough. When we talk about adverse childhood experiences and and some of the people who are educators, like our queen here, you know, they take it's, it's, it's part of the ACEs, right? So what's an adverse childhood yes. experience? Anything, all those bullying, what precipitates bullying in the schools is starts in the home. What precipitates bullying in the schools starts in the home. And how it starts in the home in the black community is sit your black ass down. Do what I tell you to do. That creates an avenue of you being told what to do so that destroys your personal confidence development. When you are told to just do and you're told to just listen and be controlled like an animal, it, that's how black parents speak to their children. Historically, that's how black parents speak to their children. And we talked about this once before about how come kids or don't have entrepreneur spirits and things like that. It's because they don't know how to have hope or dreams. When so many parents say, I don't have time to listen to you, I don't have time to deal with you, I got so much other going on. We're not even talking about what you call, quote, the bad parent who's alcohol and addicted. When you affect a child's brain at such an early age by neglecting them, I either either hugging them or speaking to them with kind, 
not in kind, but with kind and compassion, you are formulating what you call part of that brain, which is the pleasure center, destruction. That's why they. That's why so many bullying is extended to alcoholism, to drug, to sexual abuse. All this starts from the wound. If if you have wow. a, a if you have a difficulty in your pregnancy because the mate you with is screaming at you, you are affecting the chemistry of the brain. So you're allowing the bullying. We only see bullying in the junior in the elementary school or later in life, but it has been started because how can some kids get affected by bullying and some kids don't? Do you know why? It's because some kids are affected mm-hmm. at an early age by bullying, so they're more mm-hmm. susceptible to the chemical producing this hostility that, that goes into their bodies. All this isn't something new. And, and as far as what, what, what Brother Michael is talking about, we were built mm-hmm. on bullying. We came to this country to take over the, the native lands of the First Nation. It was bullying. It, everything in the, in, the, in the world, what we call global domination, when we take over someone's tribe, when we take over someone's minerals, we do it for our own benefit. Bullying is the same thing. Bullying is someone doing it for their own personal, um, personal thing. Now, as an adult, when you have someone who's abusing you as an adult, whether it be male or female, we don't know that we're being bullied. We just think that we're being punked, and we don't know how to stand up for ourselves, and we're not strong enough to handle it. So, so now so. we're actually t- we're taking in all those hurtful comments because we're trying to defend ourselves. We're trying. We shouldn't have to defend ourselves against someone who says they love us, and that's why abuse. How about that? And abuse. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I, I didn't know if you guys were going to jump in, but I have to say I'm just blown away. I love the uh, breakdown, and, and uh, it's insightful. It really is. Yes, it and is. Again, it's bullying. Yeah. yeah, Michael, I, I, it, it just it affects us on so many levels. And uh, when, uh, yes, and I'm hoping Dr. Lee will join us in just a moment because I want to ask Cam. Uh, you know, and and because uh, Dr. Dyer broke it down, we kind of have an idea how it kind of starts. And you know what? You're really correct. But I also have to say what starts in the home, I think, can also uh, be addressed in the home. I think it can uh, be taught how not how to handle and deal with it. And that's something that uh, we're going to get into a little bit later as we share more of our stories. But uh, – you know, I, my belief is uh, being a person who was bullied uh, early on uh, in school. Of course, when you talk, uh, you know, with a real high voice, and you know, you just uh, just all kind of, you know, being smart. Uh, what you know, other kids perceived or said, you you know, you're smart and you're getting good grades, and and uh, and God forbid if you you know, in those days, we didn't have uniforms in my school or anything like that, and I didn't go to Catholic school, but uh, just regular public school. So it was really quite interesting that you would be bullied for almost anything. Um, you would be laughed at. or t- I mean, it was really tough. But I'm so grateful to have that kind of uh, mom that, uh, that uh, my brother and all my siblings and I that we had because – she was always there to say that you always have to be strong 
um, you know, but I don't think I ever informed her. I was not bullied in the neighborhood. I think Michael has talked about being bullied in the neighborhood. I grew up with five older brothers, and uh, so I didn't have to worry about anything at home. No, uh, you didn't. <laughs> Trust me on that. Uh, the the Heinz brothers uh, never had to worry. Uh, but at school <laughs> was a different thing, and it, well, that's really the truth. I really mean that. Uh, ask anybody who grew up with us, and they will tell you uh, we were quite known in the neighborhood. Uh, so. Uh, but, uh, you know, so we'll, and I'll have uh, brotherly, uh, Dr. Leroy Hines weigh in on, on all of that. So, Dyer, I have to say, this is, you know, again, the, the what starts this, where does the whole thing with bullying, and it just sounds like we have broken, you know, our society, our, our um, the folks in our community, we just are kind of a little broken on this, and, you know, and like they say, hurt people hurt other people. And so I'm starting to think uh, that we just, uh, this is uh, uh, what would be the outcome if you don't know how to perhaps parent or you've been influenced or harmed yourself in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So is that right? Uh, Does it kind of sound like that, Dr. Dyer? It it, it is. It is. You know, um, we can continue to say hurt people hurt people, but we don't know how to help people who are hurting people understand what they're hurting. They're using words, they're saying things, they're doing gestures that they may not understand. Now, some people say, how can someone not know they're hurting someone else if you see the effect? But they don't see the effect. Because that's ego. You know, when, you, when I use ego, it, it's been an acronym, edging God out. When you edge God out, when you edge your higher self out, out of your personal self, and when you speak to others and do things, and you don't check in with your higher being and say, is this what I can be doing, need to be doing, would like to be doing, then you're probably doing something that's an adverse effect against another human being. That's the problem. We're not, we have never been taught how to be humans. We have not taught how to understand how to be the human connection. And, and the problem, and so that's the negative. The plus thing is that the brain is filled with plastic, right? There's a lot of plasticity. That's why you say you can reformulate the brain. You, yes, when you talk about um, giving people affirmations and, and learning how to be kind, we can learn to develop a healthier brain. We can learn how to be a healthier person, but we have to be removed from that environment. Otherwise, the environment takes over and keeps the negativity. This is why abused spouses can't stay with abused spouses. It doesn't matter what class they go to. If they go back to the house, the house in itself starts to be perceived as a negative environment. The driveway, before you even get in the house can be perceived as a negative environment, you know, before you even get to your block. So all these things that, you know, teachers try to do in school, the neighborhood takes away in a flash. The neighborhood takes away before you can get back on the school bus. Everything gets taken away. That's why so many kids are committing suicide in their homes. They're not committing suicide in the schools. They're committing suicide where the adverse effect is happening, where the sickness is. And the sickness started not in the schools. I'm going to tell people and parents this. It started in your household. How did I speak to my young child, my young black boy, my young black girl? How did I speak to them? Well, I never said anything negative. I just wanted them to work harder. You can, you can encourage people to work harder 
and kindness unlike a workhorse. There's a difference. That's why Chinese and Asian Americans. It sounds like you're saying that parents could possibly be bullying their own children. Absolutely, it starts with parents. It is so true. Absolutely. Wow. That's a big wow. Yes. I totally agree with what Dr. Dyer is saying. I've seen it. Um, We have parents that come in for conferences about bullying situations, and they just don't see it. They don't understand it. But then in the conversation, when you see the parent and the child interact, and not necessarily how the the child is not necessarily saying anything, but it's the parent that's talking to the child, and it's like, oh, my gosh. I can only imagine what the if the parent is talking like this now, I can only imagine what that parent is saying when they're behind closed doors at home, you know, when they get out of this school. Wow. It's 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 very sad. I wasn't aware of that. Wow. That's I that's eye opening this morning, to be quite frank. Uh you know, I was thinking about uh what uh in addition to what you guys are talking about, like Doctor Dyer said on the environment. Uh, to me, the media, uh, social media, the regular media, all these things, are the messages that are channeled to all of us, but particularly kids uh, and young people who may not be able to uh, so much process things, you know, I think we have a few more tools as an adult. Uh, to kind of handle these uh, kind of bully situations. But, again, I'm going to talk a little later about it. But, like I said, there are times at the, in the employment world I had no idea, you know, I was even being bullied. You know, you think that this is the way things are done. And so I will speak to that in just a bit. But uh, But I've got to say, do you guys feel that the media is uh, doing a whole lot more harm than good? And, uh, you know, on this whole thing about bullying. So, um, I, you know, I'm going to ask the panel this morning. So um, we'll, get to, we'll get your responses on that. Also, uh, Dr. Dyer, I have another uh, big follow-up for you on something that I never knew existed before as well. And this is about, um, you know, uh, where... The, the kids gang up on one particular child or even could be an adult. I remember having a story on where someone, you know, a whole bunch of people ganged up on this one individual. And so um, through social media, they stalked and kind of really uh, bullied, in my opinion, this person. So um, have you guys ever heard about this, this whole thing about ganging up on folks and and all of this kind of stuff that emanates out of the bullying world and, and uh, you know, just where we are today with technology, mixing in with all of this. So we're going to get your feedback on all of that, um, and then we're going to continue this discussion uh, this morning on the Hair Radio Morning Show. So let's take a little bit of a break and uh, get on some of say thank you to our wonderful sponsors and uh, all the folks who help us to bring you the Hair Radio Morning Show each day. And we'll be back with more on this very special uh, topic today. So stay with us. 
Roots Rock Salon. Healthy roots, healthy hair. Our expert stylists will help you shine naturally beautiful. We offer everything from hydrating shampoo, conditioning hair mask, oil steam treatments, to lock in the cuticle and an array of natural styles and programs to promote healthy hair growth using professional products. Book your consultation today online at RootsRockSalon.com. Visit us at 72 Harrison Avenue, West Orange, New Jersey, or call us at 973-957-7800. All right, folks. Again, uh, you're listening. There we go. If I can uh, talk this morning. You're listening to the All New Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Uh, we're coming up on 8.30 uh, Eastern Time. It's, again, October 13th of 2022. And uh, today's discussion is all about uh, the subject of bullying. And, again, it has so many different layers to it. Uh, today we're really sharing some personal anecdotes as well, which we'll hopefully we'll get a little bit more into and then uh, on Friday's show, we're talking about our industry, the hair and beauty industry, and uh, what we can do to kind of uh, cut out bullying uh, in America. And there's so many things. I have a whole bunch of ideas on this that uh, we're going to share. So taking a little bit of a break, we'll be right back with the amazing panel, Nicole Marie, Dr. Paul Dyer, Michael Hopkins, and me, Carrie Hines. So stay with us. It's two thumbs up. The Hair Radio Morning Show goes to the movies. It's our brand new movie talk radio segment. Listen live. Tune in right here on our broadcast for our unique review of the latest movie. Join us live on the air to chat. It's movie talk on the Hair Radio Morning Show. The Let Your Spirit Source segment on the Hair Radio Morning Show is about getting your day and ours started with positive thoughts, well wishes, great quotes, and amazing affirmations. So if you have one you'd like to share, please send it through our Salon TV Network app and we'll get it featured on the air. I'm Carrie Hines. You're invited to be part of our new limited radio broadcast series, Talking about Cosby, it's our chance to collectively delve into the life and career and legacy of Bill Cosby, right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Now, we've got great on-air commentators who will be lending their voices to this complex man's story, and we want to hear from you. Our mid-show hour from 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern, 6 to 7 Central, it's your chance to call in and speak live on the air. Go to our Facebook page, The Hair Radio Morning Show, for complete details. Are you a stylist, barber, nail tech, or involved in personal care on any level? Are you good at what you do? I bet you are. And as being as good as you are, that leaves you less time to handle your clients. I mean, as far as booking appointments, product sales, pricing, and all that. Well, I have something that will help you on that end and still allow you to be great. ChairWatch. It's a new mobile booking platform that allows your client direct access to you. It'll allow them to book, change, cancel appointments, place themselves on standby, buy products, and even be able to send you direct messages. And that is just a taste of all the services that ChairWatch provides. Sounds good? 
then check it out at ChairWatch.com. Or you can download the app via the Apple Store or Google Play. ChairWatch, a new and better way to connect with your clients. I have a product called Organic Love Collection Shea Butter. It's a sensual shea butter. And um, once you apply it, um, it reinvigorates the skin. It takes care of blemishes, um, a hyper t- hyperpigmentation. It has all kinds of um, beautiful oils in it. And what it does for the hair, the nails, and the skin is to renew it and to make you feel beautiful and moreover to restore you to self-love and self-care. We're a Christian organization, and we're in the community um, trying to educate people on eczema, psoriasis, breaking hair, alopecia, things of that nature. And this product is a cure-all for the whole family. If you grab the jar or the bottle, it comes in a liquid and solid. Uh, it deals with eczema um, within three days. Uh, the longest it'll take is seven days to restore your skin. And most of all, it's, it's great for the scalp and very um, uplifting to the hair. It keeps the hair moist and um, free of breakage and, moreover, manageable. So as you um, work with it, if you have natural hair, it won't break. And if you have permed or color processed hair, it'll continue to allow for it to have the elasticity it needs so that your mane grows beautiful and healthy. Currently, we are on social media, where business is just starting out. So I started on Instagram, once again, Instagram. And the name of the company is Organic Love Collection. And we, we can also be found through Instagram on Big Cartel. So the product could be purchased um, at organiclovecollection.bigcartel.com. Repeat that one more time. OrganicLoveCollection.BigCartel.com <laughs> All right. We are back uh, for our second part of our discussion this morning in the Spotlight Hour. I'm Carrie Hines, 1022. It's our show number 772. Wow. Show number 772 of the three-hour shows. Lots and lots of guests, lots of topics and all of that. Today is no exception. Uh, we're talking about bullying, and uh, we have an amazing panel of folks, Nicole Marie, Dr. Paul Dyer, Michael Hopkins, and me, Carrie Hines out of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I've got to just get everybody back where we were. Uh, Dr. Dyer, I think we, we were talking, um, we had set up about uh, the environment. We're talking about uh, possibly media the influence of media, social media, uh, you know, channeling things to the youth, uh, to all of us, really. Uh, I think we've been affected. But uh, what do you say? Do you think that some of these external forces have played a big part in uh, bullying us, if you will? I, I do because we are, again, I'll go back. We have to think of historical context. And, and the reason why media or the external issues perpetuates it or extends it or promotes it is because we're built on it. We're built on, uh, I, I, you know, so it, one of the things that I've done in my life and continue to do is work in political arenas. And that is to be, you know, more of a strategist to work with. I mean, I was with Ralph Nader when he ran for presidential campaign as one of his advisors. 
And so one of the things that we try in politics is called autocracy. And basically it's what you're talking about, why people jump on someone. And people have heard this term before called the mob rules. The mob rules is basically when a group functions as a one. And, and the reason why we perpetuate it is because we want to push the majority to, to destroy the minority. That's really how, – mm. how do we do that? We change, we change the way they have perceived something in what you call an effect, right? So how we push things, how we say things. We want a collective majority to go against a minority. And we do this by simple means going – no one else would do that. We do that to ourselves. We're like, you know, why do you do this? I ask, you know, I bet you no one else would do that. So we actually perpetuate the mob rules. We perpetuate the beating of one individual by five individuals. Because you're like, I bet you if I asked my friends, they wouldn't agree. So that's the mob. We, we've been saying how the mob rules in our own fabricated constructed mental lives. I bet you if I go to I bet you my friends wouldn't agree with you. We do that with arguments with, with spouses and people. We do that with, with with teammates. We create our own mental fallacy of mob is supposed to rule. So why is it not different when a when five kids beat up on one person? Because we do it verbally all the time. No one else agrees with you. You're you're so different. You're so strange. So we, we've been creating that because the media pushes that. Wow. Well, I have to say, and it's not just the media, I believe, but, uh, yeah, but absolutely. It's reinforced. And, again, uh, lots of things channeled. I've got to turn back to Michael Hopkins on this. He started talking about it uh, at the top of the, the whole entire segment on this. Uh, with regards to the military and uh, its effect and the bullying that goes on there. And um, I knew uh, when I asked you the question, Hopkins, I knew that you were going to be able to go in on this. It's something that we still, I myself, uh, have seen play out on television, uh, the news with regards to bullying and the military. Uh, So what do you want to add to that this morning? I'm sure you can probably add quite a bit. But you, you know, Karen, and I know Dr. Dyer has seen this too, a lot of times it starts in basic training. That's where a lot of the bullying starts in basic training. You may have someone that's a week or so. Yes, foolish question, but I was just saying, isn't it supposed to start there? I don't know. Go ahead, Michael. Didn't mean oh, well, no, it's, it's not really, Karen, but... It starts there. I know, like, back in the older days in the military, it was very prevalent. I don't know about now. I'm not a new soldier. I'm an old soldier. And back in those days, if you had a soldier, and I'm sure in other branches it was the same way, if you had an individual that wasn't up to standard, what the standards were, the training, whatever it was we're supposed to do, and the whole organization is getting punished because of one person, we would have things called uh, blanket parties. That's that's one of the things, or sock party, or 
blanket party where that person, that individual, would have kind of an unexplained accident in the middle of the night where they would be kind of trapped in their blanket. And oh my, you wouldn't leave any marks on that person, but that person got the message either shape up or ship out. That was scary. After that, (laughs) I mean, wow, really? Yeah, that's that's reality. That is reality. And even when you leave basic training and you go to your duty station. Similar things happen, and it doesn't matter if you enlisted or you're an, an officer. Sometimes the officers got it worse because we would wow. accidentally kind of leave them in the middle of nowhere, and everybody kind of turned a blind eye. We didn't remember things, but it's a reality. You know, when you're in the military, this is what wow. happens. Dr. Dyer, I know you know what I'm talking about. Am I am I close to it, sir? No, you're spot on. And it, and and it goes it goes back to what I was originally saying. It's the mob rules. We perpetuate the mob to rule. You know, the blanket party, the beating of a soldier because he was not making standard, right? Because it affects the group, right? And and what and what they, here's the thing. What are they trying to instill? Unity, right? Because if one soldier fails, a lot of people get hurt. That's the idea, right? But the idea is a bad idea, it, it, and it is it is most definitely true. Can one soldier get a whole bunch of people killed? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Is there hundred percent? Is there a better way? Is, is there a better way of teaching it? I don't know. We are, you know, back with what Michael's talking about. When you have to prepare, see the difference is when we were preparing people to go into Vietnam. We were, after they were drafted, they went from the streets to eight weeks into Vietnam with a whole bunch of people. There is no time to horse around. You, we got to get you up, ready, and yes. pull the trigger. So That's right. the mob, with, with the mob ruling, we kept that. And how many adults kept that? How many parents kept that? How many kids grew up in a society where they kept that? And it said, well, if you don't shape up in this house, you're going to. So even I, we go back to the bullying. Even I is telling you, if you don't shape up, you're going to have something to deal with. That's form of bullying. That's not how you talk to a human being. You're not getting your child ready. But you said, but the streets are a battle zone. Okay, I correct you. So is there, is there a different way to arm your child emotionally, mentally, and physically, and spiritually? Yes. Do you have to take the time and effort? Absolutely. If you don't have the time and the effort to do it because you're living in an adverse situation, then seek help. Ask for help. Raise your hand. Call the Carrie Hines show. Somebody can help you. So I'll stop there. So true. So true. Well, let me just say. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. I was going to say, you know, Dr. Dyer, and you see it like I see it in a lot of veterans. You take us out of that environment, that mm-hmm. that go, go, go environment, high speed, low drag, and then all of a sudden you want us to become civilians. <laughs> and, and a lot of us can't handle it. We have, I equate it to a switch, and I know you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Some of us, we know how to turn that switch off. We know how to turn it on. Some of us don't know how to do that, and that's 
why we have the issues that we have, and bullying is so one true. of those issues. I see it wow. all the time when I go to my vet meetings. We can be talking about the most in, insignificant thing, and it can escalate. It goes from zero to 100, and I know you've seen that. Bam, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they revert back to what we did in the military, and they only know one way to take care of a problem. Yep. And you have wow. to calm wow. these guys down like yesterday. If you don't, then you have all these end results. Yes, not to cut you off, Michael. What were you going to say? Go ahead and end your thoughts. Yeah, I, I disagree with I agree with you so much that there are other ways to do things. And, and especially, you know, us as veterans, especially when we get together as, as groups and we get to iron things out, we get to talk about stuff that we can't talk to a regular civilian about because they wouldn't understand a lot of times our feelings. But I am so glad we're having this dialogue today. And because so am it, I. It, it, yes. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Much, I just want to jump so in and say that. that uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Nicole Marie, I was just about to check in with you on this because Michael talked of the military. Uh, we talked of social media. What about uh, back to the education right. field? Uh, right, that's what I was just about to come come back to. Oh, yes. Michael touched on talking about the end result um, and just how, you know, so many people can be affected. Yet, you know, bullying, yes, we bully by, you know, speaking in a particular way and in action. And from an educational standpoint of view, you know, bullying is is more than just, you know, you have words with somebody or you end up in a fight or something like that. Mental health-wise, you know, there are so many students that suffer from depression and anxiety. They have low academic achievement, or and it could result in them actually dropping out of school. But even worse than that, you have physical injury. You have the social and emotional distress. They may harm themselves or actually harm themselves as, you know, committing suicide, ending up in debt. Nicole Marie, um, I know so do, have you, yes, I'm sorry, I was just going to ask you real quick, uh, have you have encountered where some of the staff, like, say, the, edu- so, you know, like the teachers, do they, do they bully each other, and do you get bullying sometimes from your higher-ups in that environment? Yes and no. I think bullying coming from um, a standpoint, if there's something in particular that um, they want us to do and the teachers don't necessarily feel like, okay, this is actually something that's going to be successful or work or something, and, and we're receiving pressure from up above, I mean, you know, in a sense, yeah, I do consider that bullying like because, <laughs> yes, because we're, we're telling you, yeah, right. We're, we're telling you what we think, but administration is saying, no, hey, you need to do this. Um, Got it. But wow. just going going back, um, I had an example about um, talking about the end result from bullying. Just here in in our community, last year we had a young man who suffered from some mental health issues, Um, very quiet, very reserved. I knew him personally. I knew his 
grandparents. Um, my kids interacted with him in 4-H and just at school. And this young man was in junior high school, and um, he had been bullied in elementary school. Um, it had been taken to administrators. You know, they dealt with it. It, um, you know, wasn't as bad, you know. His parents intervened and so forth. But when he got to junior high school, it got worse. You know, kids can be very, very cruel. And they they picked on him. They teased him. Um, The resource officer got involved. The administration got involved. Parents tried to work with him. But it was just so much for him mentally that this young man ended up committing suicide. One day his, his grandfather went to the backyard. And this young man had hanged himself from a tree in their backyard. Yeah, wow. Really wow. I have this to, is oh, serious. Dr. This Dr. is Dr. serious. Yeah. It is very serious. Uh, before, just to give some hope today, uh, we're going to, of course, continue this conversation into tomorrow's broadcast. Uh, special, uh, we're going to start uh, with the second part of the Zoom on bullying from Dr. Leroy Hines and so many others out there who participated the 7th tomorrow on Friday, the uh, 14th of October on the Hair Radio Morning. So then 8 o'clock in the Spotlight Hour, all of us are back uh, for um, a continuation on this and, and certainly my perspective on the hair industry. Uh, so I want to, I'm not sure what that noise is, but uh, please uh, uh, watch the background noise. Uh, Dr. Dyer, I want to turn to you on, we've, we've kind of laid it out there, and uh, of course tomorrow we're going to get into some of the things that we can do to solve this big uh, issue in society. Uh, but what can you tell us today to kind of send us off? Uh, what are some things we can do to turn this tide? Are there things we can do, or should we just throw our hands in the air, Dr. Dyer? No, never throw your hands up in the air. I would never suggest for you to be afraid of the boogeyman or be afraid of shadows, but promote yourself in love and compassion. And that is to start feeling the words you use. I'll say it again, and I love to say this phrase, listen slowly. Feel the words you use. Be word specific. Words have definite meanings. They have definite vibrations. They have definite frequencies. They have definite connections. You know, I know there's conversations that people have out there. It's, it's, it's what you say. It's how you say it. No, the words have its own frequency. The words have its own meanings. The words have its own precise, the way it cuts. And it doesn't matter how you say it. That's why I don't get sarcasm because I think sarcasm is a painful way of hurting someone. Uh, it doesn't matter if you believe it's funny. It's what they are perceiving it as. And and then so it goes back to that bullying. Well, you're just not weak enough. And that happens in our community, in the Melanin community. You know, you're just not strong enough to take the joke. Well, it's not funny. It doesn't matter if I'm not strong enough to take the joke. It's how I'm perceiving. So that is an, that, that does create an adverse effect. So these are the situations we must understand. The words I'm using, is it harmful? And if you're not sure, ask yourself, would I perceive it to be harmful? Not in circumstances, not in situations. Does, is the words harmful? Some would say, well, it, it would be in this context. If it would be in a context, it would be all the time. Because words don't change contexts, only humans do. So understand the words you're using. 
and be kind, be compassionate, speak through love. People say they speak through love, but they don't know the words they're speaking, so it becomes harmful. Mm, that is deep. Okay. Listen, in just a quick brief preview uh, with everybody, tomorrow is really big for me uh, because um, I love how we laid it out today. I, I think it did an incredible job, absolutely incredible job in uh, talking of uh, the topic. Well, now uh, we're going to kind of come up with some ideas. And, and uh, you know, I always say this, that uh, each of us can do something. And so for me, when I participated with this uh, with Michael on, on the weekend uh, with regards to the bullying uh, Zoom that uh, Dr. Hines did, um, it made me realize that, uh, you know, what I could do. And uh, we wanted to be able to use our platforms to talk about this. I'm hoping Michael will continue this topic on his Vet Talk next week. On uh, Actually, I'm sorry, the week after, because we're off next week. So uh, let mm-hmm. me just remind everybody, tomorrow is our last show for this week. And then uh, it's our last live show from 6 to 9. And then we're off for an entire week. We return to the airways on Tuesday, October 25th. So, again, we want to remind you we're not on next week at all uh, live from 6 to 9. We'll be, you can listen to us over at UpscaleMagazineRadio.com, and here's some uh, recent shows and all of that. It plays 24 hours a day, seven days a week, again, at www.UpscaleMagazineRadio.com. You'll even hear today's show there. So uh, just tune in a little later this morning. You'll hear it play right there. Uh, but, yeah, this is uh, going to continue into tomorrow's uh, show. And um, I really want to talk about uh, how uh, my industry, the hair biz folks, uh, can do something. Um, and, like, I came up with the whole idea, uh, since they love to cut so much and cut hair and all that kind of stuff, uh, that we can cut out uh, this whole thing out of society. That's what I'm hoping. And I think we have some ideas and some real surefire ways to do that and address it. So, um, Dr. Dyer, uh, I'll be back with you. I hope you, you're going to be back tomorrow and help us to kind of, uh, you know, figure this all out. Uh, I think we had a chance to chat real early briefly on this, and you have some folks uh, that you know that uh, the barbers have been doing things uh, with free haircuts and all that. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in detail. Uh, I'm aware of that, and I love that idea, along with some others. So uh, this is going to be super exciting. Um, What can I say? Nicole Marie, great job. Michael Hopkins, this is just the beginning. There's so much that we need to talk about. Um, And I I think it goes back to what you were saying about starting in the home and, uh, you know, watching our words, um, you know, just, being aware of things. Uh, it is a different world. I think all of you guys communicated all of that. I wrote down a whole bunch of your points today because uh, we will continue this. And it's not just today and tomorrow. We're going to be visiting this topic uh, for all of us out here and uh, continue because, again, I think the Comrie said, it goes back to conversation and having good conversations uh, on this and other things that uh, – You know, don't hide it under the rug and hope that uh, folks won't know 
I think uh, talk about it, uh, share about it, uh, and try to help others that you see who are struggling along the way. Uh, you'd be surprised. And uh, as Dr. Dyer said, we're here to talk to you or to listen. And so that's why we do this Hair Radio Morning Show from 6 to 9, Tuesday through Friday live. And uh, so much, we believe in these conversations. And I think uh, there's a whole lot more of that to come. So listen, I'm going to just give everybody a quick last uh, word on this topic. Uh, We'll start with Michael, then Nicole Marie, and on to Dr. Dyer to uh, have the last word today. So, Michael, any quick thoughts on this? We have about 60 seconds. Communication is the key. That's that's my last word. Communication is the key. All right. And that means a lot for the military folks as well. Okay. Nicole Marie, take it away. Especially for the ladies and girl power. That's all I could think about. Yes. As pertaining to um, education in the schools, the adults need to respond quickly and consistently. It makes a big difference. It makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. Mm, good stuff. Dr. Dyer, please take us home. I want people to, again, I'm very intentional about use, understanding the words you're using and understanding how it affects you, your personal self by and how it affects others. And ask for help. I'll say it again. Ask for help. Get help. Reach out, please. This is why we do these shows. Reach out. Ask for help. We are. We have resources. They're out there. Do not believe that you're all alone in this. You're not all alone in this. We are a community of animals. We're here. Please reach out for help. Thank you for that. Listen, uh, generally we end our show uh, with our outro But today I had to dig deep to find something that could kind of, uh, you know, make us reflect on the topic, but then also uh, entertain us and inform us and all that wonderful good stuff. And I remember uh, there is a gentleman uh, that had an incredible video uh, that really spoke to bully, being bullied at the time. And uh, he was one of the biggest superstars of all time. And I had a chance to see him in concert twice. We were talking about the moonwalker himself, Mr. Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys remember the video uh, to this song, but it was all about mm-hmm. our topic. Okay, you guys know where I'm going. It's bad. We'll see you back here tomorrow, <laughs> 6 in the morning, uh, folks, uh, for our Friday edition of the Hair Radio Morning Show. Again, we're starting with the topic bullet. We hope... Mm-hmm that uh, we've made your Thursday a little bit more interesting uh, today. So thank you so much. We'll see you back here tomorrow. I'm Carrie Hines. Nicole Marie, Dr. Paul Dyer, Michael Hopkins, thank you. And everybody else who's been on, thank you. Great show, everybody. Here's Beth, Michael Jackson. I'm scared of you. 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 I
Watch your mouth. I know you're clean. 